up podcast, and I don't even know what episode this is nine. anymore. Number nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, number nine. Yeah. We starting episode number nine. I got Alan Aldridge on with us again for part two. Dude, um, it's good to be back. Yeah, man. We had a, we had a lot of fun last time. I just figured, man, we just maybe try like, to recreate that magic. Maybe like the Fast and the Furious series. Another episode. <laughs> I'm for it. What, what do you mean it's like the Fast and the Furious series? Said maybe we can do this like the Fast and the Furious series. What, what do you like mean? Twelve of them, like twelve fucking sure. episodes. Oh yeah, just with, with, oh yeah. I'm 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 pretty sure it would be honestly. I think whenever we have a good episode, a good guest come on, I'm all about just like recreating that magic bro yeah. oh yeah i'm all back. about it so anyway what is uh what is y'all's karaoke song what's your go-to is it I, josh I, turner for you i've never sung karaoke before really no i have an actually interesting story as why i've never done it i have stage fright i don't do it are y'all fucking with me right now i've never sung karaoke in my i tried well i thought i could do rooster by um allison chains one time real good oh and man, so i tried tough. that one dope that's tough, man it's a good song but that's dope tough to sing. and then i tried to do stranglehold that's that Nugent, and that was pretty fucking hard too. Yeah, both those sound, sound tough. Let me, gonna, look, man, I've got a I've got a video of it on my phone. Actually, believe it or not, when we get done, I'll, I'll let y'all listen to it. Um, when I was a kid, I was about ten years old. My my dad pastored a church in Vernon, Alabama. It was a little small church, um, right off of like the main street there in Vernon, and uh, we did a Christmas special. Now, my mama, my mama can sing, right? I don't know if any of y'all know my mama, but my, I know you know my mama. I know, yeah, mama. I know her from Formstead. Yeah, okay. My, my mama can sing. My mama was like, she led the, the worship at a, at a bunch of different churches. And um, oh, I know your mom. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I remember she listens to this sometimes. Hey. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we, you know, we have, uh, uh, she led worship and she, uh, you know, sings all the time, sung specials, whatever. So um, she was really important for her that I be into music too. And mm-hmm. the thing is, I love music, right? I do. But I'm not, I'm not talented, right, <laughs> when it comes to music. So, um, when I was about 10 years old, I thought that I was going to be the next, I don't know. Miley Cyrus? Sure. It was before Miley Cyrus, <laughs> but yeah. Garth Brooks? So, I get on there, buddy, and all the other kids, you know, it was a little small church. There you was went only like, for it. Yeah, there was about eight kids out there, man. And, um, bro, I was the only one singing out of eight kids. And when I say I was singing, because your you boy, went for, you was, went for I was going for it. Plus, you're already I, loud as shit. I'm so. already loud, right. And so, uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a solo. Um, go tell it by, uh, by the mountain. Go tell on the mountain. Oh yeah, I did. I did go tell it on the mountain, and uh, I've got a I've got a video. I, I took a video of it wanna, on my phone. You want to give me a little preview? No, nah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit it with you. But anyway, I thought I could sing, right? <laughs> I was, I was you well, would. you know, you always sound different in your head than you do in real life. Yeah, head voice is a thing, right? Just like this, like if you go back and listen to yourself, you don't think you sound like that. Yeah. I got to figure it out though. Since I, I listen to myself on video and stuff enough. Since that I know. listening to this, I know what I sound like in real life. Yeah, so it's all starting to come together. Yeah. That's I asked how, my wife that the other day. I, she was listening to it, and I said, Do I sound, is that how I sound all the time? She said, yeah, that's, that's you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, it's weird. It's, it's weird, different. right? Because yeah. I thought, like, in my head, I sound like fucking someone really cool. And then I listened to it, and I sound like fucking Elmo or something. Fucking <laughs> 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 like Elmo. So anyway, somebody records it, right? And I yeah. go back and listen to it, and I was like, oh, my God. Is that what I sound like? And they were like, yeah, that's what you sound like. And I was like, well, I'll never sing again. Cause that's some bullshit. I really? sound terrible, and I've never sung again. But you ain't had no bass in your voice then, did you? No, that but might change everything. Maybe, but smoked I think a few the, cigars the, the since big, then. You know, the biggest yeah. thing is that what a little rasp. I didn't have. I could. I didn't have an ear for it. Oh, I guess because I was off, I was off tune as a motherfucker. Well, you, know you know heard, I mean? but I couldn't <laughs> hear that shit. You know what I mean? And if you're off tune, and you don't hear it, you know what I mean? It's just like deaf. that. That's not gonna change. Tone deaf is a thing. You know, I just don't think so. Anyway, you can come out of tone deaf. It's tough, but like. You, if you can get your ear adjusted. Now, I can hear tones in other people's 
Yeah, I can I can hear if somebody else is is, is out of tone. Like right. I can I can listen to music, and I can hear it, and I can hear like uh like keys and stuff. Like I can hear like like I, and I'm not good enough at music to know. Oh, well, that's an A flat, you know. But I can hear that change. Mm-hmm. Like some people can't do that. Yeah, the key change. I don't know that shit. But hey, you know what? I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor. Will you take your chair and move around just a little bit this yeah. way? Because I'm having to move my head so much back and forth <laughs> that I'm coming off my mic. Anyway, so so yeah, I can hear it on other people, but I can't hear it on myself. And but you want to look at us? Yeah, I like okay. to be able to see everybody. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Alan. Yeah, just a little bit. You good right there? You good right there, homie? Yeah. Me and Wes is getting up close and personal. Uh, yes, sir. That's what we're doing here. Anyway, so yeah, they. Uh, I never sung again after that. I haven't sung karaoke, despite people trying to really, really talk me into it. Um, I just, I just never, I've never sung in front of anybody. You no, know, I used to never do it, and uh, I went out with some friends, and uh, that was that's what they wanted to go do. Let's go get drunk they at this Asian? bar. I'm no, no, they're Oriental not. is actually the correct term. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get drunk and sing karaoke, and I was like, dude, that's like lame movie shit. And he's like, it's it's fun. I'm you, sure it is a lot of fun. But you are a musician already. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's like judgment free. Like most of the people who do karaoke can't sing. No, they suck. And, and they get drunk, but it, and it's fun. Like but that's the only way I can do. I have to be several drinks. I'd have to be real drunk. Well, that's yeah, that's the point. But what about, and that's why I asked, like, I love asking, what is your karaoke, uh, what's your karaoke song? Like, what like, when you get shit-faced, look, I, what I, are you going to get on stage and sing? Something that we do at my house is my daughter and wife sometimes will get on, we'll do karaoke. We got a little karaoke machine there at our house. Um, it's like my daughter's, it's like a little frozen, to karaoke, but they'll get on there and sing karaoke. Yeah. I did do Outlaw by Luke Combs karaoke. Um, did you kill not it? Long. I mean, I ain't kill it. But you ain't saying I mean, you ain't kill it. I mean, I, I didn't kill it. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't hear myself. Did y'all play Guitar Hero or Rock Band? Nah, but I played Fuck motherfucking yeah, Rap good, Star. That was fucking good. Bit. Dude, when Rock Band came out and, like, the concept of, like, drums and, like, you could create a band. Yeah. Like, man, that was so fun. And, like, I remember we would all, okay, he's a singer. He's going to play guitar. You're playing drums. And, like, when you would come over to the house to hang hang out, all right, bands together. We're going to get back here and see if we can beat the game today. Um, star power, baby. I'm about to rock the fuck out. You know what's funny is I feel like I was born to be a fucking rock star, too. I love being Weren't on we stage. All? I love being on stage. I have, I have really good stage presence. Like I, like, I, like, I feel like that's just like, I feel like that's what I was born to do. I just, like, it's like, I feel like God gave me all the elements I needed to be a famous musician except for musical talent or anything else. you know what i mean like <laughs> like i feel like i have everything else i need to be a famous musician it's just like a different rock star you know <laughs> maybe you should you learn know, to play just, instrument you know think about like with the relentless ads and like the things that you do for the gym i mean i would definitely classify that as rock star i mean like I would, or, or think about just being in the ring like a local celebrity yeah yeah, yeah. you're just being in the ring or in the octagon and like doing that that's you're a fucking rock star it's yeah in a way yeah it's um, that's a, that's a lot different. Getting punched so? in the face. I mean, in terms of the of how much fun, like what you're like, it is and it isn't. You it's know, like a crowd though. You're yeah, in front, you're performing in front of a crowd, right. live audience. That's like, right. And you have fans. Yeah. The, well, and you the, also have haters. That's true. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, you ain't doing shit. That's right. You're that's, not making waves. That's uh, my that's my rule. If you don't have any, if nobody fucking hates you, nobody hates then you. Then you probably ain't doing shit with your life. Can I ask y'all mm-hmm. a deep question? Hit yeah. It. Define success for me. I think that that comes down to a personal thing. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a. Perk. I think it's one thing that you look up in the Webster's dictionary, and if you may not agree with it, and that's okay. It's like mm-hmm. one of them words that you have to define for yourself. Right. I think. Well, I think there's. A, I mean, you have like society's definition of success, and then you have do your you personal think, definition of success. Do you think the uh, economy system has uh, an impact on what how you define success? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, if you're from a socialist country that money is not a factor, or you know, our ownership. Like, you can't really own things. Right. You know, exactly, for sure. See, for me, I have uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of, like, I want a lot out of life. Oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, I, like, I want, and for me, it's not even necessarily about the money. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's about impact and legacy. That's, that's, what, that's what drives me. For me, my impact and my legacy are more important than the amount of like I want to make a lot of money y'all don't get me wrong your boy's about the paper okay but to me what's more important than the money is the impact and legacy that I leave behind like the when fame. I die not so much like how many like what people how did I change people's lives did I did I leave something behind that was bigger than me did I leave something behind did I did I help people did I did I change people's lives while I was here when you for, and that's that's just my personal definition of success because if you if you start talking just money you can be a shady motherfucker and get That's money true. you know what i mean so right. like when you start talking like success and personally i think that on a long enough timeline i think that um if you're shady i think that's gonna come back on you you know i don't think i, I think that if you really want to be truly successful i think being shady is not the way to do it but i do think you can get money by being shady because i've known people that in my to, in, to my moral standards were shady that's right and made a lot of money like what if you're not talking about about money though what if you're talking about, like you said, helping people? See that, but to me, that is like, see, that's the purpose of making a lot of money. Well, it, see, come, it comes hand in hand at that point, I'm right? Saying, like what what I do don't really. And more money means you can impact more lives. Exactly. That's exactly what. That's the point I was trying to make. Was for me, the money is a means to an end. It's not a money is a tool. That's all money is. That's the right. Mo- the, the moment you get into a, a mindset, and it's okay to chase money. I don't think there's anything wrong with chasing money. But the moment that the money becomes the outcome that you're tra- chasing in life. You're never gonna have enough money. Well, that's when money loved t- ones and uh, people that you have surrounded yourself with they don't mean things anymore. Right. Like when I define success, uh, it's it's all about people. I want right. to I want to build and have uh, valuable relationships. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In all different aspects of my life. Yeah. And mo- money makes that more possible. Yeah. See, all right. <coughs> See, a lot of people get the verse in the Bible that says. Uh, the love of money is root of all evil. A lot of people misread that. They say That's right. that money is the root of all evil. I don't think money is No, evil. it's the love. The love of money is the root of all evil. When you when you start chasing the money above everything else. Oh, you're spitting fire right now. That's, yeah. that's, that's biblical. Yeah, that's when you start getting into, that's when you, when you get into trouble, right? And and we see that. We see that with people all the time. When you get into, like money is a tool. Money, money ha- is an outcome. Like when you start talking about money, money is about, okay, how can I... Ch- change people's lives I, I j cole's got a song right and it's one of the most like i think j cole's probably one of the best rappers right now sure. i love j cole and he said in one of his in one of his more famous songs he said uh what's the point of sitting first class if my homies can't sit mm. right he didn't say homies but you know yeah i, I can't i you can't j. Cole, I, i'm not j cole so i don't i'm not i'm not able to <laughs> repeat him word for word but what's the and, and I, that's how i feel too what's the point of first class if my homies can't go with me see to me all the fame and the fortune and whatever in the world doesn't matter if I don't have the relationships with that's people right. 
and and I don't have the homies and stuff. Because all it did, it isolated yourself. Absolutely, you sit alone on the ivory tower. Yeah, like looking down. Yeah, and it, to but me, it, that's the way not, it should be. That's it no way be, to live. It should be like a uh, what is that in Las Vegas when you get the the big suite? Is it the the bachelor suite or what do they call that? Honeymoon suite. Yeah, it's like that. That's what's. It's like a condo, right? And it's right. filled with like all these luxurious things. But it's the people that are right. There that See, to me, to, like people always want to go and. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with moving to a new area. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But a lot of times I think people move to new areas for the wrong reasons. Oh, absolutely. I, I know so many people who, like, shot to California because yeah. they wanted to be a rock star. Right. Where do rock stars go? <laughs> I want to be an actor. Where do you got to go? Hollywood? Yeah. Right. No, dude, you can make a small town movie here in Columbus. We Could. do it all the time. Well, and they win awards. I think that if I think that you if, you're, if you're if you're trying to like chase a dream in a career, I don't think there's anything wrong with moving. A lot of times, people move because they're unhappy. They move because they think that the place that they live is the issue, but the issue is the lack the the lack of connection and relationships. I like this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? They they want to say fresh start, and then right. they, they they heard or read or. Mm-hmm saw this place and they think if i'm there i'll be happy exactly no being unhappy is directly correlated to you to you that's right <laughs> something i say all the time is wherever you go there there you'll be that's right you're gonna take you with you no matter where you just go just to take it like i love it when people talk about this just to go back to church just for a second yeah is like they say you find the perfect church a church you want to be a part of the moment you join it it's no longer perfect because right, of you there. yeah that's right. Mm, yeah. yeah. And the idea is like. I've heard that. I heard that. I grew yeah. up in church and I heard that my whole life. Yeah. If you ever find the perfect perfect church, don't join it because mm-hmm. you'll fuck it up. They didn't just put it like that, but you know, that's my <laughs> that's Jake Reed. That's exactly Reed how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how my pastor said it from the pulpit. Yeah. If you, you find the perfect church, don't don't join it. You'll <laughs> fuck it up. You know, I, but I think that to and me. has a lot with my idea of success is like coming up in church like that. Yeah. And that's why I view things. I guess it's kind of be like maybe a Southern cultural thing, but it's like success is about people yeah that's i don't think that's a southern cultural thing that is absolutely a fact see as as humans there are certain reward systems ingrained in us we are tribal and people who isolate themselves away from people typically are not happy people like you see like hermits they're usually like you know what i mean they're usually angry like me you know what i mean they're just not happy you're not happy when you isolate yourself away from people we are tribal we are meant to have a tribe and when you don't have that tribe it's very hard for you to find that um to find that happiness and that fulfillment because you're not gonna find it in money and i'm not i'm not preaching that like friendships are the are the answer to all your problems and they can take the place of god or whatever that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that for the most part when you get into the reason people are unhappy the reason people like what you're actually chasing what you're actually chasing is significance you're chasing relationships you're chasing connection that's the that's the things you're, you're chasing you're not chasing like money is a means to those things well when you think about having a lot of money most people it depends on what age you are here, but like young people, when young people think about having a lot of money, they don't think about having a lot of money. They think about being on a boat with a bunch of like beautiful women yeah, and all their homeboys, and they think about riding jet skis together and, and going on vacation. They're not really thinking about grinding all the time. They're not thinking about working all the time. They're not thinking about what it takes to get that money. They're think, like when I think about getting a lot of money. You know what I think about? I think about having a big nice house that all my buddies can come hang out at comfortably, and I can have like side by sides and four wheelers and the lake and. And, I, and you know what I mean? Like, we can all come over and hang out and, right. you know, have parties and, 
and I can have that connection. That's what I think about. When I think about making a lot of money, that's that's the means to the end for me. And I'll tell you something that I found. Not that I'm the most successful guy in the world, but for this area and for where I am, um, I, I will say, like I said, I'm not the most successful guy, but I've but I've reached a level of success that doing what I'm doing that I never thought that I would. Okay. And what I found was that when I put that success and put my work above the connections around me, I found nothing but depression. That's what I found. Even though I was making a lot of money, I wasn't happy because I put, I ended up cutting out all the people that were most important to me in my life because I worked all the time. And I still have to because I put myself in this position now that it's kind of the, the, just what I have to do. But when when I did that, I found myself battling severe depression, like severe depression more often. And that's something I've dealt with most of my life is depression. You know, I don't mind telling that on here because I've, I've come out and spoken about this here recently. But it's something I've dealt with forever. I only spoke about it this last year is, you know, something that I've dealt with. And uh, what I found was even though at the peak – of the amount of money I was making, where I was doing, you know, forty thousand a month or whatever, uh, not taking all that home, but you know what I mean. I was doing pretty well, and uh, but I didn't have the connections in my life that made that that were <laughs> important to me. I I couldn't find happiness. I couldn't find it, and so I think back to think think about it like when guys talk about when they're at their most happy. Think about it. What when was it? A lot of times when they were part of a team. Kicking it with your boys, kicking it with your boys back in the day, playing high school football, partying with with your buddies. It's not because you were partying. It's not because you weren't married. It's not because you didn't have kids. It's because you had connection. Is that a glory day? No, I don't think so. I think it's a connection thing. But that's why the glory days are when what we look back on. I think that it's. I think it's a misconception. I think, and I think there is something to be said because I mean we do put unfair expectation on some of these high school and college like athletes. You know what I mean? Some of these small towns down here in the south, when they're you know you're the quarterback of the local like Millport or Vernon, you know, football team or whatever, the most important, the most significant you're probably ever going to be is like when you're 16, 17 years old. That's a little unfair. But I think a lot for the majority of people that look back, because I wasn't a superstar, but when I look back, I said, man, I was so happy at that point in my life because I was spending just a lot of time around my homies. I was spending a lot of time around my friends. I was, um, I had a lot of connection. You know, I, I wasn't as stressed out, but I had this connect, you know what I mean? And then you look back and, and a lot of guys look back at that, you know, in your early 20s when you're hanging out in late teens, you're hanging out with your boys all the time. I think back to the Outback Shack when, oh, yeah. when we were younger, Tyler, and, and, you know, it was like, it wasn't even like a 24-7 party like we, we make it out to be. A lot of times it was just us. It was yeah, me, you, Canyon, and Joe, and Kyle. That's right. It was five playing rock band, right? Yeah, we just hang out, and we were at the house and like Sundays. Some of my most fond memories was Sunday afternoons after we partied all weekend. We still have these big uh, cookouts, and we cook like 100 burgers for 10 people. Hey, what are we doing right now? You know, exactly. And, I, and yeah. I'll be honest with you, that was sure. one of the main reasons why I started the podcast. Because I, I mean, had missed that. I mean, I told you, like, the origin story of Porch Talk. Mm-hmm. That, that was how it was founded. Is, man, when I moved back here, I'd been down in Mobile for six years. And I started... <laughs> I started hanging out with guys. Tyler's sick, coughing over here, coughing. I'm sorry. Way. It's okay. It's all good. I'm just letting everybody know what's going on. Why, why they keep hearing a horse. <laughs> uh, why, why, what is, uh, not, it's not like a dog in the background barking. It's he's Tyler. Being a, he's being it's a trooper. Just, yeah. Just but when I moved back here, uh, after being gone six years, man, it was hanging out on porches with guys that I grew up with that I hadn't seen in years. Yeah. We just catching up. Yep. And then lo and behold, we'd bring out a musical instrument and be like, dude, I'll just learn how to play this song. Like. I got a song too. 
and then like walk away and i felt like there was something of value that Mm -hmm. there's a lesson so we started a podcast and that's what we did and now man like to go to success again is man i'm over 200 episodes deep and the latest episode i just put out was with a blues legend one of the last living ones on this earth and people began to email me about being on my show mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm sure you'll you probably already get it if you was to put a post out you know right but uh when i ask people to come on it's like there's a bit of honor and like wow man i can be on porch dog like there's there's a level to it. Yeah, you, you found something that, that get, brings you that. So when you talk about like the basic human needs, one of them is significance, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a basic human need for a certain level of significance. And everybody has a different, a different amount of need in every basic human need, but you need all of them, right? Yeah. And uh, connection and significance are two one of, of the most important ones. For me, significance is important, but for me, it's like significance into my legacy. You know what I mean? Um, but everybody has that need and very few people find a way to like make that kind of a kind of especially in today's environment where because significance can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people well it's like uh, take another word like significance love love means a lot of different things right for sure there's brotherly love there's a romantic <laughs> love uh, there's a way that uh, you love your dog yeah I mean there's, there's totally different layers mm-hmm. right don't get me started <laughs> he talking about he was talking about I love my dog that's what I know <laughs> oh man we talking about bestiality now that's a whole nother that's a whole oh, nother no, episode oh no no I just love him he's a good guy <laughs> don't be weird <laughs> nah you don't be weird I'm being normal as I can be yeah, you really normal don't. for you which is weird as fuck like last time it was we immediately got out of the gate and like Tyler came out swinging this is this is very reserved, Tyler. Man, I feel like shit. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like shit, dude. I appreciate you being a soldier and being here. Though, I think dude. it's also yeah. the subject matter we're talking about too, because it's kind of a little more serious. When we start talking about some about some weird shit, well, I think Tyler's gonna. I, I want to take this shit serious up. though. It's like when I think about like man up, and like, you know, I heard the mission statement. I was here when you recorded it, and you know, yeah. get your shit distributed out on all the different platforms. Is man, I want to be on this show. I want to I have a good time, but I want to have talks like this. Absolutely, yeah. I don't want it to yeah, all just man, be, like, funny. Man up. Yeah. Like, uh, for real. You it's know? like real man talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not like having conversations with the kids or yeah. wife. Just bullshit that we would fucking talk about with the dudes. You right, know what I mean? exactly. That's I right. I like it. Yeah. I, it goes back to something I wanted to talk about today, and it, it, it plays into when you start talking about significance – and you start talking about whatever. I think one of the most harmful things that happened in our generation, and I think this is gonna. I, I talk about this is all the time. Lack of testosterone. No. Um, yeah, but no. That's a different. That's a different topic. It's. I think that one of the issues I had, I have with our generation and the generation coming up, is the mindset that we taught our kids, especially our generation. I don't know. I don't. I'm not as plugged in. Um, but I, you know, I work with kids, and, and one of the most dangerous things you can teach a child that we were taught growing up was that you're special, right? And that goes back to significance, right? When you teach children that they're special. What happens when they get in the environment where they find out that they're not? They're not special, right? Because when you teach somebody, there's almost nobody that is special by themselves. Like, without, with, like you're just going to go into something and just be special. There's a few people that are talented that way. They are very few and far between. Chances are, if you have kids and you're listening to this, your kid is not one of those people. Uh, my kid is probably not one of those people. I was not one of those people. Most people are not. I mean, you have a few people that are just like 
they're just supremely talented out yeah. of the gate. But you know what? There is absolutely nobody, nobody who is special on a large scale without extreme amounts of hard work. Oh, yeah. That's right. It doesn't exist. Man, check this out. It's like, I'll tell you, I call it like a big fish, little pond mentality. Yeah. So, I, musician, yeah, sure. Uh, I went down to um, <coughs> the University of Mobile, tried out for the music program, got the maxed out scholarship for the choir. Like, they have a X amount of dollars to give out for, um, like, how good you are. Right. And I got the the max. I hadn't known anybody else in the choir. When I showed up for choir practice the first day, I was like, I'm hot shit. Right. I maxed the scholarship out. I'm about to get in here and ball. I step in this room of about 300 other singers. I'm one of the worst. Damn. Really? Humbling. Little fish, big pun. Oh, yeah. 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 Special? <laughs> Not so much here. Nope. No. There's, there's people just like you, and they're way better than you are. But what did that challenge me to do? Get better. Get better. We, we, you, have, you have an option at that point. You have an option to either quit because you're like, well, this isn't what I'm special at. And you, you, you end up spending your whole life trying to find the thing that you're special in. And I see that with kids all the time. That's why you have guys that are 30 years old and they still live in their mom's basement. And they can't, they can't pull the trigger on a career. They can't pull the trigger on doing something with their life. They can't pull the trigger on a family or a girl or whatever because they can't deal with rejection. They can't deal with failure. They can't deal with not being special. The moment that you realize that the road to success is hard work and failure and not Paid you being with failure. Yeah, not you being special and a and a straight line to success like going uphill. When you realize that, then you're will now you have what it takes to be successful. Something that I found <laughs> oftentimes the more successful people that I've surrounded myself with, I get to know them, and at first I was disappointed because I found out they weren't special. They weren't particularly intelligent. They weren't particularly talented. They weren't particularly, like there was really nothing, they were just regular ass people. And as I get to talk to them, they're like, yeah man, like they start talking about all the businesses they had failed. They start talking about all the mm -hmm. things they had that flopped. People that like I thought had an easy road to success because like, oh well you had all this background your parents had money just turns out they're a go getter and I and I sit and talk to him like yeah well you know I had this thing I spent years on and it flopped and then this happened and it flopped and then I finally found this thing right here and it and it was successful and it's like gosh dang dude like mm -hmm. like you flopped that many times mm -hmm. and you're only 35 30 years old whatever it's like gosh dog you must have been going and getting it he was like yeah I was that's why now at 35 36 whatever I'm super successful and so. I think that I think that the education we're giving young people about about success and about being special and about being a, a individual little snowflake. Yeah, I mean they're an individual, they're the one like them. But so if that's the case, so is everybody else. And what you end up with it's the same reason why I've talked about on the show before about not telling fighters how athletic they are and how talented they are. You should never talk about how talented a fighter is to their face ever, ever, because. What that does is it breeds it's rat poison. Yeah, it breeds fear. It breeds them not wanting to take chances. It breeds. Why is John Jones a boring fighter to watch now? Because he's supremely better than everyone else. Because he doesn't want to wait. He, he fights like he doesn't want to lose. He, he doesn't take he don't fight. Nail. He don't want to fight to win anymore. He fights because he doesn't want to lose. Now he's a he's an example of an ex extremely special individual. Probably the most special individual that's ever fought in MMA. Agreed. Yes, one hundred. In, in terms of of how special he is and his talent level, but what happens is every time he's on a card, I'm going to get it just to watch him. Right. 
A lot of people are. And you're hoping for that same shit he used to do, used right? To do. That's right. Yeah. And it's not coming. But now he's been told how talented he is and how special he is, and he's the greatest that's ever done it. And, and he doesn't want to do anything that's going <laughs> to fuck that up. He doesn't want to take that loss, so he doesn't want to take chances. The same thing happens with kids. Well, I mean, the reality of it is he does fuck up all the time. Like, he, you mean, know, his personal life, and I don't want to get lost in it. Okay, right. That's a different thing, though. That's a different thing. And I think that a lot of his personal life fuck-ups are stemmed from the fact from the pressure he feels to be special in his professional life. I agree with that. Totally. Why do you think he popped for steroids? He was dominant. He could have been the greatest. He didn't even need him, yeah. He didn't need him. And, and, okay, USADA says he didn't do it, whatever. Okay, but let's say he did. No, I say I think, he did. I think the reason he did it was because of the pressure he felt to, feel, to be special. The pressure he felt to not let everybody down who talks about how he's the GOAT, he's the greatest he's ever done, the greatest of all time. That pressure that you put on somebody – and the lack of ability to fail is poison to success. Do you think that uh, you think you can grow out of that though? Do you think mm-hmm. that's why, he, like, say for instance, you think that's why he's stepping up to the heavyweight because I, he's kind of grown out of that? I hope so. I do think you can grow out of it because I've grown out. I'm I growing out. He of stepped it. up to heavyweight uh, for the. There's there's no challenge in light heavy for him. I figure he just did well. It I mean, so he, he lost his last steroids. fight, but okay. Oh shit! He didn't lose, but he lost. Oh, I know the Dominic one you're talking Reyes? about now. Yeah, yeah, Dom- yeah, yeah. Dominic Ray. He lost the fight to Dominic Reyes. Okay. And then Dominic Reyes got knocked out. But I think that um, – So do you think that, that he's come to realize that after so long? He's like, well, damn. I don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, I have to watch him fight at heavyweight. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope he's throwing fucking elbows and yeah, spinning, kicks and spinning. spinning Man, I heard a thing that was bullshit. talking about, like, the, the, the power of John Jones's elbow hits with the same velocity of a helicopter um, blade spinning and hitting somebody. That's how hard it hits. Fuck. It, but he don't throw it no more. He don't throw it. Cut it's crazy. You, cut you in half. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, the average person could not stand up after one of those elbows. People don't understand <laughs> how tough these fighters are. But anyway, back on my point is when you tell children that they're special, they, they're, they're scared to pull the trigger because they're scared to let you down. They're scared to let the people around them down. And they end up living their whole life waiting for this thing that makes them special. And it never comes. Because here's the thing. You're not fucking special. You're not fucking special. If you're listening to this right now, you're not fucking special. Quit fucking living your life like you're fucking special. You're not. Okay? Now, some people take it to the other extreme. Their parents told them they were worthless and they were a piece of shit. And that's wrong, too. Okay? That's the other end. And then when you grow up believing you're worthless, you live like you're worthless. Right? Yeah. I know a guy who's worked the same job since he graduated high school. And the reason why is because his dad... Told him he would never be anything more than that. Yep. And he bought it. Yep. Really? Yep. They used to tell me that shit too. Well, that's one good thing about the, from my experience, and you probably know too, but the military, like they, you have the ones who think they're special and like the ones who think they're not. Mm-hmm. And they they make you merge. Yeah, they make yeah. you. Both they, sides. they bring you to the middle. And that's why yep. there's so much everything. Like there's, you get your movies, fucking Rambos. There's not fucking Rambos out yep. there and bullshit like that, you know? Yep. You, Most everything you do, and I'm not going to say 100% of it, but. Shit, ninety percent of it is team based. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. It's it's power in numbers, power <laughs> in the team. And I'll tell you I'll tell you something. If you want to be special, th- and this is this is what I I work with kids from I don't work with the young kids as much, but I work with kids from four to like thirteen, and then I work with adults and competitors and fighters as well. And what I try to instill in them, I, we have a set of core values that we instill. But one of the things that I preach, I mean I preach constantly is you can be special, but you're not special, okay? And the only way to become special is through effort. Attitude right. and effort, controllables. Because the moment you put something on a child, 
and you put their success or their lack of success or their whatever and you tie that to a non-controllable the fact they are or are not worth a damn are or are not special okay that's a non-controllable factor for them so now all of a sudden they feel like they're not in control of their life so when you tell a kid okay you're you'll never be more than a fucking you know grocery store bagger you'll never be worth more than uh this or you'll never be worth more than that they buy that that's not controllable. I'm not. Told me I wouldn't graduate. I'm not in control of my of my of my destiny, right? Yeah. And then, and then when you tell a kid that they're special and they're destined for great things, that tells them you're not in control. It's not a controllable. You're just gonna. It's just gonna happen for you. Mm-hmm. Destiny. Okay? Right. It's it's two it's two separate things. What you need to be telling your kids is if you want to be special, if you want to be worth a damn, if you want to go out and make things happen, if you want to have a lot of money, if you want to have connections, if you want to have. A happiness or whatever guess what brother it's gonna take a lot of fucking work and you're gonna have to grind your fucking and i don't give a fuck what area it's on it's not about careers necessarily because everybody has a different like you were talking about everybody has a different definition of success i personally believe if you're not hitting all your f's your faith your family your fitness and your finance your four f's if you're not successful in all four areas you're not successful you can have a lot of money but if your shit's fucked up at home take it from me brother if your shit's fucked up at home that money don't mean shit if you're and, and when I say money can't change that money can't change that now when I say family I, I'll talk about family as in who your family that you your blood or your family of choice it can be either one because I have family that is my choice and I have family that's my blood mm-hmm. right and some people don't have family that's their blood they can't they, they don't have anything to do with them but they have a family that they cho- chose but guess what if you're not putting effort in every single day seven days a week with that family and that's a that's a that's a weak point of mine because I'm very career oriented it, you know, finance is easy for me. Not easy, but it's easy for me to get up and grind every day. Like, I feel like every day, if I don't get up and grind, I'm going to lose everything. It's like, I feel like I'm walking on a knife's edge. So that's easy for me. But, but, but to give my wife and my kids the attention they deserve or whatever, that's a, that's a hard one for me. Right? So, but if you're not hitting every single one, all right, it's like this too. If you want to be happy, you, you were talking about success. If you want to be happy in life, all right, it also comes down to your fitness and your health. All right, let's say you're on a beautiful beach in fucking Cabo or you're in fucking you're in, you know, the the Pacific Islands. So you're in Hawaii and you're sitting on a beach and there's beautiful women and you're drinking an umbrella and everything. But you're sick as a fucking dog. How happy are you? Your body feels like shit and you can't breathe. You're not. You're not happy. You feel like shit. You can't enjoy all that. You can't enjoy the life that's going on around you. You could have a million dollars in the bank. You could have beautiful people around you. You could be sitting on the beach drinking a fucking fruity drink with an umbrella <laughs> stuck in it. But if your body feels like shit and your health is fucked up and you're out of shape, you ain't happy. Mm-hmm. You're not enjoying that. You know what I mean? Fitness. Mm-hmm. Faith. Your family. When I say faith, okay, maybe you're not religious, but guess what? There's still a faith aspect. Your faith in yourself, your mindset, the type of, and I am religious, but you know you're you're that spiritual <laughs> journey or that 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 mindset of uh do you believe in yourself or you are you working on your mindset every day see i have a i have a routine that i do and i don't always stick to it i fuck up like everybody else does right so don't let me get on here and act like i got all the fucking answers because motherfucker i'm dumb as a bag of rocks on a lot of shit but i got a routine i didn't make this shit up right but every single day you need to create a routine that you invest in one of those areas in your life every single day if you don't have a routine that invests in every single one of those areas in your life every single day it's going to be really really hard for you to be successful right 
That's what and they I, call like backsliding, right? It's like when you let things go, right? Like it falls to the lay, right. wayside, and then before you realize it, yep. Oh shit! What? Where to go? Yep. So, you know, the first thing I like to do in the morning. That's why when, whenever we record, y'all hear the Andy Frisella podcast come on, or sometimes it'll be a Ryan Steuben podcast or whatever. First thing I do in the morning is I listen to, but I, and and here's the key: don't check your email, don't check your phone, don't check your Facebook. Don't allow anything negative to get in your brain mm-hmm. before you listen to something positive. Start every single day with something positive. I believe in that, man. Start every single day. I don't care if it's reading your Bible day. and praying. I start every day uh, on my knees, man, praying. I'm glad you said praying at the end of that. That's right. Oh, I, wasn't, nah. I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna leave that on the wayside. That's funny that's, though. That's the number one thing is that I want to start my day off with that relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. You should start your day. And then number t- number two is hygiene, man. I'm gonna get in the bathroom, clean up, brush my teeth, take a shower. Right. I'm, I'm with that. I hope. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad because we sitting here next to each other. You. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to smell like damn. Yeah. A dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. But so. And then number three, I'm about to go out there and make some money. Right. Well, I, you know what though? I'm gonna take it for a step further than what you're saying right here. All right. When I say invest in finance every day, I don't count going to work. That doesn't count. I don't either. Going to count. I play stock work. market every day, baby. Stop. Do something to invest in your brain, in your knowledge. Do something to get where you want to be beyond your current station. If you're working a job that's not doesn't have you 100% fulfilled, but in your off time you aren't investing to get to the job that's going to have you 100% fulfilled every single day, Sunday through Saturday, not Monday through Friday, Sunday through Saturday. If you're not making an investment on those days, you failed that day. Because I'm not talking about going to work and working your eight hours or your 10 hours or your 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about going and beyond those eight to 12 hours or 14 hours or whatever hours you're working, beyond that, if you aren't making an investment in your mindset to get where you want to be, then you can't expect change. Yeah, man, I think about this as like going back to success as like setting goals. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe in um, taking shots off a six-foot basketball goal when I could just walk up and just lay it in there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a, r- a realistic goal that I know I'm going to have to work for. Right. Man, what's I think about, like, uh, man, it was good to meet you last time that we hung out and to hear you say something about your life that you wanted to change, you, you know, and why you wanted to do a jiu-jitsu bout. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. I love that. Got to get, got to find and, something and, and to and drive. I'm going to follow that, man, and I, I want to encourage you. Yeah, you know, and that's actually, <clears throat> Jake. You know this that that histori- historically for me has worked. Yeah, oh, for me too. Like, um, you know, taking jujitsu matches. Like mm-hmm. when you dedicate or when you commit to it. Now you got to. To me, it. I'm not. I'm not going to puss out. I'm right. Not, you know, I'm not. I may go in and lose every fucking match, but I'm Doesn't not going to puss out. That and don't quit matter. I'm not going to quit beforehand. It goes so back when to I commit to it. Yeah. So. And it just helps me, this mm-hmm. mindset type thing, I guess. It goes back to controllables because, as I was talking before, you've heard me say this all the time, outcomes are non-controllable. Right. You can't control outcomes. The moment you start getting caught up in outcomes, you're, you're not, you're not going to handle the pressure anymore. You have to get caught up in the process. Yep. I feel caught. like if I quit before then or back out, that's when I've lost. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure. Yep. The mindset of quitting, backing out, not doing what you say you're going to do. If you want to lose in life, let me tell you all something, man. I said this on the podcast, I think. Might have been the first podcast me and you did by ourselves, Wes. Mm-hmm. This past year, even before COVID hit and all that, I was dealing, as I said, with like serious depression for a few different reasons because I was fucking up in my life. But one of the reasons that I was like, part of my identity is I'm the kind of motherfucker that if I say I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. take it to the bank. Now, I may fail at it. I may suck at it. 
And I'm not always good about that that part of the mindset. But if I say I'm going to do it, you can take that shit to the bank. I'm going to motherfucking do it, right? Over a year ago, I said I was going to start a podcast. I spent $1,500 on a computer or $1,250 on a computer. Oh, yeah. I, I bought all this. all this shit, right? Months go by, I get caught up at work. And here's the fucked up thing about it, man. We worked on it a little bit at a time. We were working on a little bit at a time, but I wouldn't. The thing was, I should have just fucking taken action and just started. <laughs> but I was scared. I was scared to not. Be, I, I put out some. I did some content that wasn't good. I didn't like it. It wasn't, you know what I mean? I expected to be good at it. Dude, I recorded like over a dozen episodes of Porch Talk before right. I published the first one. Right, but here's the episode I did do, it wasn't even on the porch. It was a damn phone call. And what I had told myself that night, if I don't do it tonight, yep. I won't do it. Yep. That's pretty much what I did too. Well, let me tell you where I failed though. After I did several episodes that sucked, I quit trying. I told myself I was too busy here at work. I don't have the time to do it. Oh, I, got, I don't have the time to do it. I don't have the time to do it. And so I didn't do it. The fucked up thing was, man, I had more. I, I had tons of time to do shit. This was before Hannah quit. You know what I mean? Now I'm doing all Hannah shit and my shit, and I still have time to do the fucking podcast. Before she quit, I was telling myself I didn't have time to fucking do it. Right. I was making excuses. I was yeah. being, I was full of shit. Yeah, I was working, but a lot of it was just tedious shit. I could have got somebody else to do. It was just tedious shit. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't shit that like was really important. So I got caught up in that shit. Well, my depression started because my identity changed. My identity went from the kind of motherfucker, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I wasn't living up to what I knew I was supposed to do. Because let me tell you something. If you want to have fucked up confidence, say you're going to do some shit and don't do it. If you want to fuck your confidence up for the rest of your life, if you go into a New Year's resolution. It's it's deeper than that because it's not just self-confidence. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I'm saying. If you want to fuck up your self-confidence, the number one way to fuck up your self-confidence, this is a proven fact. I didn't come up with this. Ed Milet says this all the time. If you oh, follow him. Oh, fuck a New Year re- resolution. Well, New Year's resolutions are great as long as you fucking do it. But most people don't do it. Most people are done by February. Oh, yeah. All right? I bet you'll get a little surplus in January. So, so Oh, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, every single year. And one of my jobs is, though, if all these people come in with these New Year's resolutions, all right, hold them to it. Hold them accountable. Okay? Now, here's the thing. People don't like that shit either. It's the first of the year. We got New Year's coming up next ne- next uh, next week. Okay? Every year that you set a New Year's resolution, let's say you're going to lose 20 pounds this year, and then by February you quit trying, all right? The next year when you do it and you say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year, how many of you guys have seen, seen this happen in your life because it's happened to me? Well, you say it, but you don't really believe it. Deep down, you know you're full of shit. You don't even take yourself seriously. You, you don't even believe yourself when you That's say right. shit anymore. That's why I say shit like... I'm gonna gain seven pounds this year. <laughs> at least you, at least you got that shit down. Fuck it. I mean, at least I know it's the truth, right? I mean, I'm being honest with myself. Hell yeah. yeah. At least you're being honest, but at the same time, though, now, now you're, you're not fucking up your integrity with yourself. But now, you, you know, I mean, if you have something you really want to do, you should fucking do it. I agree. If you want to gain seven pounds, and that's all well and good. Most people don't want to gain seven pounds this year on fat, though. You know what I mean? Maybe seven pounds of muscle, but not seven pounds of fat. If you want to fuck your self-confidence up, set a goal and quit. And every single time you do that, you're going to fuck your confidence up a little bit more and a little bit more. Confidence is not being good looking. That's non-controllable. Confidence is not being well-spoken. Confidence is not all these things we think it is. Man, I'm going to tell you something. It's not talent. You can be the sexiest guy in the world but not be handsome. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you right now, okay? It's by the way you carry yourself. I feel you. But I'll tell you this. Most of those motherfuckers that are super good looking and shit, a lot of them, they're not, they don't, it's not even, they don't have to have self-confidence. You get people walking around, they're super talented. They have the lowest self-confidence of people you know. Oh, yeah. The lowest self-confidence of anybody you know are sometimes the most talented now, people you know. That you like know, like right before we started, you said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't listen to it. Like, I just, right. I just put it out. Yeah, because I, because I'll fuck, I'll, I don't fuck with my head if I listen to it. Yeah, I'm the same way. When I, when I, I, 
I put a song up on YouTube uh, a couple days ago. Original song. We're going to take a shot real quick, guys. We're going to take a shot. <laughs> that was better than the... Oh, my God. No, it wasn't. Hit you on the after, after, after Ooh, The dang tequila today is... It, it feels strong, doesn't it? Yeah, that, is that a bad bottle? I don't. Well, now that's two different <laughs> bottles. We finished that bottle on the last shot. This is a new bottle. Oh man, Woo. yeah. So I might need a second we, one. Real we quick. might just be little bitches, but no. I, double down. A lot of people look yeah. at me and think that I'm super, super confident. No, but, they, check, check but this, I'm not. Yeah, check this out. It's like I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I don't listen to when I put a Porch Talk episode out. I don't listen to it again mm-hmm. unless if I'm trying to share it with someone. I'll listen to it with them. But that's kind of weird. Don't pour me another one, okay? But uh. Man, I dropped a song, uh, original song. I put it up on YouTube, and I don't listen to it anymore. Damn, you don't even post that shit. I've never seen you post that. I don't. I don't talk a lot about my. Uh, if you look at my bio on like most of my social media, it's like podcaster, son, uncle, brother. You don't talk about your music. Wanna be musician? Well, I mean, you're a musician, even if you're not famous or well known. You're still a musician. Yeah, uh, I you, agree. I agree with that, but like. I have a thing about if I want to call myself a songwriter, <coughs> I'm not a songwriter in my head until mm-hmm. I have a physical album. Yeah, that's uh, that goes back to who were you here? We were talking about imposter syndrome. Were you here when we were talking about that yesterday? I think so. No, um, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday or day before or something like that. We were talking about it here recently. That was actually better. Okay, that that third shot doubling down. I yeah. got you. <laughs> um, see, I deal with I deal with imposter syndrome a lot. Um, I actually have I deal with imposter syndrome really really bad real real bad for yourself mm-hmm. yep do y'all know what imposter syndrome is I, I, swear, I, don't, I, I don't recall talking to you with that okay so what imposter syndrome is and it's funny because a lot of really successful people have it um, a lot of people that I look up to I'll be talking to them and they'll be like yeah I deal with like Alan Belcher was saying he dealt with imposter syndrome uh, Brandon McCatherine who's going to be doing a seminar here at the gym he did a talk at the last event I went to about own imposter syndrome and it's the belief that like basically like you're not good enough it's the belief that you're an imposter like you don't really deserve or should be in the role that you're in and i deal with that as like a jujitsu coach as a business owner when i give people advice on things man i deal with that in like different aspects of my life right exactly you feel like that's what i'm talking about like you being a musician or whatever you what you have is it's called imposter syndrome tear yourself down basically Right. It's it's yeah. It's like tell yourself you're not good enough for what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah. Right. I I just heard Matthew McConaughey talking about this yesterday. Dude, that dude's smart. He's super intelligent. Yeah. That dude's smart. Have y'all ever read his memoir or whatever? I haven't. I I want to get a copy of it, dude. I haven't read it, but some people. When it came out, when he come, he went on like Good Morning America. Anytime that dude is on anything, like I don't, I don't watch the news or Good Morning America. But when he went on that, I watched it then. Yeah. Because I I love to hear that guy talk about stuff. Fucking intelligent. So, so what was he talking about, Tyler? He was talking about about. Basically, whenever you're at the highest peak of your life, right, and, yep. and everything's going well, he said there's no sense in being that motherfucker who, who goes ahead and pretty much throws a big brick wall up there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, tear yourself on down. Right. That shit's going to happen naturally. Because you want to do that. Yeah, you want to do that, yeah. but eventually the shit's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you're going to hit a fucking bump in the road eventually. So if you're on fucking gravy train with biscuit wheels, there's no sense in fucking, it yourself. fucking yourself up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he was talking about that. And I, I thought it was very interesting. I was talking about it with uh, Brandon McCatherine. He's got a podcast. I don't, I don't know if he's still doing the podcast. He's got his YouTube channel, Not the BMAC <laughs> Show, um, where he puts out a lot of YouTube. It's actually really good content. And he's helped me with, and do, getting some stuff together. He's doing a seminar. I'm actually going to a business conference at his gym 
in like two weeks. So we'll have to do our podcast on a weekday or some shit. But um, fuck that. Yeah. Well, I'll be gone that whole weekend. I'm going with you. So <laughs> we uh, we uh, we were talking though, and like I don't feel like I'm qualified to teach jujitsu. Even I feel like I'm less qualified now that I'm a black belt than I did as a blue belt, because you have the the Dunning Kruger effect, where like as your competency increases, your confidence decreases. Like you're at your peak amount of confidence when your competency is like at its second lowest. Like you, it, when you first start, you don't know anything, and then the, like when you get to that blue belt level in jujitsu, <laughs> but in any in any aspect, that's when your confidence level is at its highest. Right. And the more your competency, the better you get at something. You realize that on the grand scheme of things, you're not special. You really don't know what the fuck you're doing. And your confidence plummets. I deal with that at work daily. And your confidence does not increase until you you get like to mastery, but it never matches the level of confidence you had when your competency, when your level of like knowledge on the subject was at its lowest, yeah. right? At that oh, blue yeah. belt level. For sure. Like, when, like you'll think you know everything at that like novice level and then when you look at master when you actually mastered it you understand the fact of how complicated it is and the fact you don't know everything and you kind of let that shit go right right that's the dunning krieger effect it's a study that they actually found that they, they took individuals in this study and they they tested them in the beginning they said okay how good are you at this and they did everything from i think they did martial arts i know they did like firearms training yeah they did firearms they did mathematics they did english and grammar and what they found was without question almost across the board people that in the beginning test when they at when they were asking them how competent are you the people who said that they were the most competent were the least they were the least competent and the people confident Yep, the people that the were the least confident were the most competent because it's not until you have begun to master something that you realize how complicated it is. Right. So, like when, like I said, when I I started a gym at Blue Belt and I didn't know shit, dude. I don't know what the fuck I was doing when I started you my gym. Like you did, dude, I know. I, I thought I did. I thought that I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Dude, I feel like I should give my black belt back every day right now. There was a time five years ago I was like, why the fuck am I not a black belt? I'm tapping black belts. Dude, I shouldn't have been given a fucking purple belt when I got it. I shouldn't have been given that brown belt when I got it. I trust the black belt a little bit more. Well, the purple and the brown belt because I got them from people I respected. I got my purple belt from Jarrett Bex, who I highly respect That's in jiu-jitsu world. That's what I was going to like these different worlds and like subculture, like the world of fighting and jiu-jitsu. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's all about who you know, right? Somewhat. Somewhat. E- even in getting upgraded like that. So like, oh, yeah. Sometimes it's a lot when, of politics, yeah. Sometimes when people tell me like belt, and I'm just using like the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're you're purple belt. I mean, like, I don't know how that translates. Who you train? Who you train with? If I hear a name that I know and respect, like, oh, that's probably legit. That there is absolutely something to be said for that. I got my brown belt from a guy named Juan Reppin, and Juan Reppin, if you're listening to this, fuck you. But um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, me and me, we're, and, uh, we're not. We're about to uh, open up a can. Here. Yeah. We're doing this. We're, d- we're going in. Yeah, he's not listening. <laughs> we don't like each other. He don't even speak English. Fuck him. He, he does speak English. Broken. But, yeah, it's a little broken. Uh, but, I I, but I got my brown belt from him. And we're he, speaking in the Lord's English right now. That's right. We, uh, I got my brown belt from him, and he would bring his guys <laughs> down, and he had guys that were like blue and purple belts that were getting smoked by my white belts, right? 
and he like so is this like a rival gym thing no well at the time he's he's out of st petersburg st petersburg florida he's out of like tampa he was out of tampa at the time and he got hired on as just a coach for the we had a, i licensed my name to a guy that i was doing business with at the time to another there was another relentless in may in tampa florida and he was the head coach there and he was a like a two or a three stripe black belt at the time and he uh Anyway, it's a long story short. I'm not going to go into the whole story. Anyway, he but he was just kind of he's kind of full of shit. He he never rolled. He gave me his brown my, my brown belt and never rolled with me. And that's like a red flag right there for me. He rolled with a bunch of my students. He rolled with a shit ton of my students. Never rolled with me. Personally, I think it's because he knew you'd whoop his ass. I was going to smoke him. You know what I mean? Because I'm young. I'm younger than he was. An older guy. He's in his forties, and um, you know he kind of had. I'll be honest, man. Like I'm not racist. But a lot of Brazilians in the jiu-jitsu community kind of have this, like, this, like, kind of chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they hate Americans. Yeah, they do. Because and they're all on steroids. They are on steroids. <laughs> we, had a, we had a conversation about that I'm going to just let you know this. Uh, actually, something that bothers me is, like, why do we have to, like, when you're going to come out and say something, why, is, why do we have to preface, I'm not racist? Or, I don't know. But I'm not being sexist. Yeah, just but say it. I am being a little racist, though, because I'll be honest with y'all. Um, I love everybody except Brazilians because I like, and I there are great Brazilians out there. There's good people in every walk of life. I have had very no positive experiences with Brazilians in business, though. I've done business with several Brazilians. I've hired guys, and I've hired, I hired four guys to come in from Brazil and teach here for six months at a time. Um, you got burned every time, every single time. They're I didn't all have, I didn't have a single good experience. Wow. I, yeah. I had I had four bad experiences, and then I had a bad experience with this guy who gave me my brown belt, who was like the head coach, like connected with Checkmat, and um, <laughs> had a bad experience with him too. I had a bad experience with every single one. I'm not saying all Brazilians are bad. I'm saying that every single experience that I've had, and here's the fucked up thing, man. I've had almost no bad experiences in jujitsu. Like in the world of jujitsu, like dealing with black belts and stuff. Every other walk of life, I've had almost no bad experiences. I I had one gym that me and them kind of didn't get along, and we met, we've made up, and that was it. That's the only bad experience I'd ever had before dealing with guys, bringing guys in from Brazil. A lot of these guys coming in from Brazil that I hired, most of them, not that good of instructors. Because they couldn't speak English they well. Only one of them could speak English yeah. out of the ones that came. Yeah, Leandro was the only one that could speak English. Leandro kept trying to have sex with fourteen-year-old girls. Trying to fuck everybody, everybody, but especially I had to let him go because the fourteen-year-old girl dreams, man. And but you know that's a cultural thing because down there that's not that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. You can fuck fourteen-year-olds down there. That's right. Um, you know, if there's grass in the field, you can play the game. I guess that's what they say. But I don't know, like, because I went there. You know, I went to Brazil and that shit fucking sucked. Yeah, they're fucking, they're ugly, and I don't mean physically. I mean, they're a bunch of fucking bitches. Yeah, I'm, all of them are dicks. Yeah. Uh, and you know they they teach English there, so the fact to, to hear say whoever didn't speak English, they didn't fucking want to, you know what I mean? Man, I've been to a lot of different countries. They're just fucking assholes. And yeah. it's it's funny like when you go like to vendors or just like different things in these different countries. Like I love going to, like the markets and like just checking what they got to sell, and like that's their first front is like and I I call them out on it. It's like I'll spend some money with you if you speak English. Oh, all of a sudden you won't talk. Oh, you want oh, yeah. you want you want to talk to me now, huh? Yeah. Do you watch The Simpsons? It's like, <laughs> fuck no, I don't watch that shit. But good call, dude. But anyway, but that, that is crazy. Is like that. 
That's, that shit's real. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas? That's, what, that's the first thing they said to me. You listen to Black Eyed Peas? I was like, fuck Not no, really. that shit's gay, but whatever. To each his own, you know? <laughs> but straight up, that, that is a real conversation that I had yeah. first day when I got there. You like Black Eyed Peas? I was like, fuck no, that shit's trash. It is how they do. Yeah. But, well, you know, the, the, but, but getting, getting back on, on topic, though. Okay, so I had, I had uh, you know, bad experience with these people. I didn't respect the guy that gave my brown belt. So when I got my purple belt, I really didn't compete anymore. I definitely I competed one time as a brown belt right before I got my black belt. You ain't belt. done nothing competitive <laughs> since being a black belt. Uh-uh. No, I haven't. Plans um, to? Do what? Plans to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've got some stuff in the works. I, got some I mean, I really wish you'd hurry the fuck up. I'm tired of just watching you talk on the fucking radio. <laughs> Podcast. Beat, beat somebody right. up, dude. What I need the to. Fuck? At Look at you. Some, yeah. I wish they could see you. A physical uh, specimen. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, but you I, look great. Better I, than ever. I deal with... Uh, I appreciate that. Right? Thank you. Thank I'd, you. S- I'd say that. Honestly. I do think I look the best that I... No, like, I'm, I, I'm telling you. You look better than I've ever seen you. You're like thanks, jacked. I, uh, I appreciate that. I, but I deal Full with a lot homo. of imposter, uh, imposter syndrome because I, I'm really... Honestly, I have a lot of... Like, I used to get nervous to compete because I, you know, I didn't want to lose or whatever. But as I've, like, opened a gym and got this to where it is now and stuff, like, my imposter syndrome and my fear of losing and stuff has, like, amplified. I don't think no one cares if you lose as long as you throw the motherfucking hands, dog. I know that that that's true. That is a fact. I know that's a fact. I know because, like, a lot of people that I really look up to are guys that are just competitors. They just just, fight, you know what I mean? And they lose a lot. Like, I I talk about, like, uh, one of the guys I look up to, don't ever tell him I said this. Um, is Jay Bird from Corinth? Oh yeah, because me and him pretend to hate each other when we see each other. I like that. Guy. Every, t- every time we see each other, you know, we talk about how ugly we are and how bad our breasts stink. But I look up to Jay Bird a lot, and then the reason I look up to Jay Bird, he's a really good dude too. Yeah. So you got guys that are just super. Oh yeah, he's a really good dude. You got guys that are just super, super talented, and um, it, it's something that I found in the MMA world. And I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not going to say any names, but there's a lot of guys here locally that had the potential to go to the UFC and do extremely well, and they quit. And the reason they quit was that that pressure of that talent. They had the talent, and everybody kept telling them they had the talent. Everybody telling them how special they were, and it like put too much pressure on them. They quit fighting. They so still coach. Two below guys. Man, you know I'm like I'm. I'm not saying any names. Fairly involved in like the music world, like with uh, specifically like Alabama, Mississippi musicians, and yep. like spotlighting that. Like the group Alabama. I wish. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Uh, that'd be cool get, though. Don't even get me started with Randy Owens. That dude can sing. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. I like, I like it. The older I get, the more I like them too. I love Alabama. Anyway, it's like I know all these people who are just so damn talented, and they don't even play out. They, they're not on your scene. They are literally <laughs> sitting at home yep. riding bangers. Is that Alabama? For a is wall. That, uh, not Alabama. Is that imposter syndrome? You think? Yep. Yeah, it's not. I think it's so. A bit of I don't think control. so at all. I almost said Alabama. Like, uh, I think syndrome. the difference, like, uh, with I think it's a fear of failure based on because of their talent. I think they know what they're know. capable of, and they, I think that they've been told what, do you, what they're what capable do you think of. About, what do you think about this though? Is like they are completely satisfied nope. with only sharing that song with their family. But do you really believe they, that? They don't. I think this I, is what they I don't say. believe so. I, that's I, what they I, say because it's. I think it might, it might be lying to self, but mm-hmm. check it out. It's like because it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds real dope. I don't it believe sounds it. real good. I think it sounds like I'm totally totally cool with just sharing this with my family and friends. Bullshit. And just working a nine there, to five. There may be a few people that believe that and 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 say that, and some of them may even believe it. I think that the biggest thing is they're super super talented, and they've been told what they're capable of. And if they take the shot and fail, they've let they feel they've let everybody down. But that's the reality. It goes back to what you said about you know being in the cage. Mm-hmm. How much did you care about your record before you had a one on the L side? 
Um, when you were undefeated, the whole a lot. Song. Yeah. When I was undefeated, yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's right. I still care about it some, but not like I did. Yeah, yeah. dude. With that failure, first day was like, tough. Yeah, the road to success is paved with failure. Right. I don't give a damn if my record is three and nine. Yeah, but you miss every fucking shot you don't take. You damn right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's just it. Yeah, you're exactly right. You miss every shot you don't take, and I think a lot of people. And so, like going back to what I was saying about Jay Bird. Jay Bird. Really good dude. Don't nobody tell him I said this, but his dude. I've seen this dude drop three and four fights in a row. I'll be honest with y'all, man. If I drop three, four fight, pro fights in a row, and he owns a school in Corinth, uh, Mississippi, and he dropped three, or four fights in a row. If I drop three, or four fights in a row, I'll quit. Right? <laughs> then I'll see him turn around and win th- four, or five fights in a row. And what do you mean a, by drop? Lose? Lose? Okay. And then he'll I, win I four, or like five fights in a row. Fight. No, and win a title. You know I, mean, I mean, sometimes motherfuckers are just better than you. Right, but well, for a lot of people, when you're told when you're told that you're special and shit, or how talented you are, when you find out people are better than you, you don't want to well, find. How them about like. this, dog? You ain't worth the fuck. Go out there and show something, <laughs> man. <laughs> Shake something. That's what I mean. I'm, I don't think that that's necessarily just my issue. I think that a lot of a lot of people do deal with that, though. I think that, uh, but I really I look up to see people. It. Like I've I've seen you box. Yeah, I haven't seen you in the octagon. Though. Yeah, but that shit's trash. I want to see you throw the motherfucking yeah, ball boxing, and kicks. Dude, I want to see some grappling. My, and my, shit. my MMA is definitely what I'm best at for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's hard on my body. The camps are really hard. I don't have a lot of training partners my size here to help me get ready. That's another excuse. We can invite bang, them on here though. Man, go down there and bang with Belcher. Come on. I don't think Belcher's really training that much anymore. Man, it's bring Belcher. Out. I've got people down there. I've he got don't, people he don't, he don't do camps down there. Um, and he's, his, I mean, he doesn't own his gym down there at all anymore. He sold his gym. It's, it's oh, American I didn't Top. Know that. Yeah, he sold his gym to Mike Sanford. It's American Top Team Diaberville now. Oh, on the other side, I seen Dixon's Dungeons back open. Yeah, Dixon's reopened. I, I mean, I don't know what the training camps like that down there. Are like, I mean, I could definitely go train somewhere. Issue right now is I don't have, I don't have a lot of coaches here. You Can know, I ask y'all something. But I'm making excuses. Do y'all think uh, Deontay Wilder has suffered from like brain damage? No, I mean maybe. I don't, not that I know it. Why do you say that? Like. Maybe I, I like getting thug. on the hell hole of the internet known as Twitter, and I like <laughs> following him. And like, he's continually calling out Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. And dude, Tyson Fury made that his it, Deontay's ears were damn bleeding. Like he beat the hell out of him last time they. Because all that shit he wore to the ring. That's <laughs> not why he in lost quotations. That now, I'm throwing yeah, okay. them up. <laughs> he okay. said that shit way more. Throwing but in quotations. Out, and now he's like just calling him out, like day after day, week after week, just mm-hmm. continually. I want to fight you again. I'm gonna get you. Like, <clears throat> I don't think there's a way in hell that Wilder could beat Fury. I'm trying to see Anthony There's definitely Joshua. a way it could happen. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, I don't think it's I don't think it's ends connect anymore. I think he could do it. I am not saying he would. I think he I mean it's possible. When you can I love like the bronze bummer, baby. Tuscaloosa road tied on I that, gotta do a drop. One bomb gotta land. That's, that's all what I'm saying. Happen. When, yeah. you, when you punch like Deontay Wilder does, man, you can you can you have the capability of beating anybody. When you can when you can hit like Deontay Wilder can hit, you have the capability of knocking anybody out. I wouldn't want to be hit by I mean, which is Absolutely why he has not. done it so long. Right, because his boxing, we talked about this on a podcast, what, two podcasts ago? Right, Wes? Maybe I mean, you're talking about yeah. two or three. And that's the thing about boxing, too, is like, think about it, like, historically, is like, boxing, for the most part, and I'd say the past two decades, is like, those heavy weights, like, that's been out of the picture. <coughs> and then you have... Um, Since what? Tyson, really. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you have Wilder, and then you have Fury... And what's the guy in the Joshua. UK? Joshua. Anthony, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. That's right. I mean, there's a relevancy about boxing that's coming back, and that's really a complaint I have with the UFC. Uh, we talked about this off the mic. Is it's hard for me to care about the UFC because of what they've done to the UFC recently. It's like flooding it. It's hard for me to like. Yeah, I don't even know half the champion. I, I, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. 
And like the old the, guys, I like watch. I, if Nate Diaz gets on the card, I'm gonna watch it because I know Nate Diaz is gonna bang. Yeah. What I don't know. If, I don't know these new guys. What about if Conor McGregor takes the fight? You damn against right. Jake Paul against Jake Paul. Oh my God! I wanted to bring that up too, guys. Can we talk about that? I mean, sure. Yeah. It's like I think that plays right along with everything that we've been talking about. Is Jake Paul that? Right there is a spectacle that needs He's to like be He's like the reverse of imposter syndrome. Yes. It, well, it goes back to the Dunning-Kringer effect. Okay. He, he believes he's okay. special because yeah. his confidence. It's, a, it's confidence not, and confidence. It's, it's, con, it's confidence. Not, and, and here's the thing is Jake Paul is not a shitty boxer. We had this conversation before. I don't the care Nate if Robinson he is fight. or not, but he's no Conor McGregor. I mean, that we know of. Yeah, the thing about it is, okay, and this is the thing, when people were picking Conor McGregor to beat Floyd Mayweather, that was the most ridiculous shit I'd ever heard in my life. Agreed. I'm coming from MMA background. Yeah. All right, so it's not the same. I have boxed and I have fought MMA both. They are two very different sports. The boxing in MMA and the boxing in boxing are two different things. They're not the same. Stop pretending like they are. They're not. Okay. Um, when Conor McGregor, when you fight in MMA, the angles are different. The distance is different. And what you're doing is different. A lot of the things that Conor McGregor does in MMA that makes him a good striker does not translate. That's correct. It does not translate. Okay. Um, for instance, and something like Anderson Silva. All right. When Anderson Silva got knocked out by Chris Weidman, um, a lot of people talk shit about Anderson because his hands were down. Anderson fought with his hands down a lot. Conor fights with his hands down a lot. Okay. And the average fan does not know why that is. All right. That is a strategic move. That's not a cocky move. They fought with their hands down because it allows them to stuff takedowns. They fight with their hands down because when someone shoots a takedown, the first thing you're trying to get is underhooks. You're trying to get your hands down to your hips to get under their armpits and get underhooks, right? If you can, if your head movement is good enough at that distance to keep somebody off you, you can fight with your hands down, and then it's easier for you to to stuff takedowns. That's okay? right. Um, and and that's just the way he fights. You can't do one fight camp in boxing and become a spectacular boxer. I've I'll tried. be honest with you, dude. Just like outside looking in, it's like UFC. If I'm watching two guys I don't know, and like when they put up like their school of thought, like how they train, if it's boxing versus like a BJJ background, I'll look at reach, and then I look at and I see BJJ. <laughs> I was like, I'm probably gonna bet on the BJJ guy. Well, when you start talking, especially wrestling, like grappling versus boxing stylistically all right styles make fights and when you think about like um boxing okay you have three different types of fighters in boxing you have inside fighters outside fighters and brawlers mm -hmm. all right um outside fighters i fought like an outside <laughs> fighter um that's people who depend on their jab a lot that's people like anthony joshua and deontay wilder guys that are longer um uh, typically back black boxers for uh, well, i mean take it how you want to are usually outside fighters okay? black boxers and jake and well you know um bones ringing uh yeah, I fight as an outside fighter. We see in MMA, there's no such thing as an inside fighter. Mexicans fight like inside fighters. That's guys who fight like uh, like Tyson. You know what I mean? There's a lot of head movement moving to the inside. They're going to throw a lot of rounding punches. <laughs> that means uppercuts and hooks. Mm -hmm. They're going to uh, they're gonna try to fight like forehead to forehead. They're going to put their head in your chest, and they're going to beat you up at a close range. That's an inside fighter. Brawlers are people who plant their feet. Okay, so Mexicans a lot of time, those are inside fighters. Take it how you want. It's just the way that it is. Like Oscar De La Hoya? Okay. Well, actually, Oscar De La Hoya was good at fighting as an inside and outside fighter. He could fight both ways. That's one of the things that made Oscar De La Hoya special was his ability to fight as an inside and outside fighter. Um, and then you have brawlers. Brawlers are people who like to stand in front of you and just bang. They're really hard punchers. Deontay Wilder is actually a brawler. That's right? what also take a hit. 
Right, they're guys that can take a shot. They're guys that plant their feet. Their footwork's not that good, but they stand at in 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 the pocket and where both of you are going to have power, and they're going to try to trade shots with you. A lot of time, white boxers tend to be brawlers. Right, um, the way the way that styles make fights is outside fighters will typically beat a, a brawler because outside fighters are going to stay at the end of their range. They're going to use their reach, and they're going to they're going to they're going to beat the shit out of a brawler. Right, inside fighters will beat outside fighters. Okay. Um, you're talking straight boxing. If you're moving in with head movement and getting on the inside of my reach, a lot of times you'll beat the shit out of me um, <coughs> in boxing. Okay. Roof. And then you have a dog over here barking. And then you have, uh, you know, brawlers a lot of times will beat inside fighters because the inside fighter will stand inside the pocket with a brawler. They're going to they're gonna try to get in their face. And a lot of times there's a, a good way to get knocked out against a brawler. Um, so styles make fights. In MMA, that becomes an even bigger thing. It's a big spectrum. Now you have a bigger spectrum. You have a lot of different aspects that come into play. You got a you got a ground game. But there's no such thing as an inside fighter in, in MMA because the moment when you start putting your head in my forehead, your your forehead in my chest, or you start getting head to head, I'm going to shoot a takedown. I'm going to clinch. We're going to wrestle now. We're going to we're going to either clinch or we're going to we're going to we're going to shoot mm-hmm. one or the other. Right? We're not. The, and so the inside fight game. And so oftentimes MMA fighters, when they make the transition, don't deal well with inside fighters. If you'll fight on the inside, a lot of times MMA fighters don't know how to do that because that doesn't exist in the yeah, MMA you world. you want to fight inside, I'm going to take your ass to the ground and we're going to get real close. Right. Even, with, even <laughs> when you're talking outside fighters, okay, the distance changes and the angles change. I can't get as close. I can't cut the same angles I do in MMA as I do in boxing. Man, was it me and you that was talking about fighting and we said, like, the most important thing about a fight is the angle? Um, I don't know. I, th- th- there's that's definitely some. Do you agree to that? Um, to to put your finger on one most important thing is hard to do. There's definitely a scientific fact that goes to the fact that okay, the human body is not equipped to deal with threats from flanked positions. That's right. Okay. Um. So flanking positions and angles and striking. More so when you start talking about grappling, the human body is not dealt, built and not designed to deal with threats from the rear. This is something I talk about in my jiu-jitsu program a lot. You listen to like John Donaher and people like that, the, the, you know, the greats in the grappling right now. And that's something they say as well. The, the human body, we don't have eyes in the back of our head. We can't punch behind us. We can't kick behind us. It's hard for us to do something when somebody gets to this ultimate flanking position, which is behind us. But even from an angled position, so if, if I can get to an angled position, your ability to deal with a threat from that position is greatly diminished, right? Um, so when you start, for sure, when you start talking about angle, you're definitely getting into really what what fighting is about. You know what I mean? The, my ability to put you in a position. I don't care if you're talking striking or jujitsu because it all it all it all kind of becomes one the more you study it. Um, it's all about my ability to get put you in a position at an angular or a strategic disadvantage where I have leverage and angle and I'm able to attack you and you're, you have an inability to attack me. It's like chess. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, Muay Thai, doesn't matter. It's a chess match. My thing is I'm going to work the entire time to put you at an <laughs> angular, strategic, and leverage disadvantage. And a lot of times in Jiu-Jitsu, you start talking about like really explosive, strong people. Um, you, there's a couple of things you do, right? So number one, you get to an angular advantage. You put yourself in a leverage advantageous position. I put myself in a position that I have leverage a leverage advantage so that now you're expending energy and I'm not. 
you're having to work hard and I'm not. You're getting tired and I'm not. Even if I'm not submitting you or finishing you at those angles, I am in a position where I'm ex- I'm not expending energy and you are expending energy, right? Um, the other thing about jujitsu and John Donaher talks about this on the Joe Rogan podcast. If you listen to Joe Rogan, there's a clip of John Donaher who, um, arguably the best jujitsu coach in the world right now. You're talking about Gordon Ryan's coach. You're talking about the Donaher Death Squad, and he talks about you know the 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 advantage. That's like a badass name. Yeah, the Donaher Death Squad. Yeah. yeah, that's like all the best grapplers <laughs> in the world right now is out of that same camp. Name drop too. And uh, well, you, I mean, you got Keenan Cornelius came out of there. You got Gordon Ryan who came out of there. That was two right there. They fight. I mean, jujitsu. There's some strictly jujitsu. I mean, he was also George St. Pierre's jujitsu coach. Okay, okay. Henzo Gracie's out of the Henzo Gracie Academy. Oh, that's dope. Um, that's kicking it old school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So love those. Two. Um, Henzo Gracie taught was John Donahue's professor, but John Donahue he was like he went to the University of Columbia, I think, and he's got like a master's or a doctorate or whatever. But he did jujitsu and he attacks jujitsu in this systematic approach. I love the way, like I buy almost anything he puts out. I probably spent three grand in John Donahue instructional videos. Real yeah. talk, I, it's like like three hundred dollars a pop, and I probably bought ten of them. Um, almost all of them. Oh yeah, I'd love to, but I mean, you're talking. I mean, this dude comes on the Joe Rogan podcast. This dude's a, he's he's the biggest name in jujitsu right Put now. Put that on your board, man. And uh, make that a go. Yeah, there we go. Life goal: get John Donahue on my podcast. We'll so get there. He, we'll that's get right. There. We'll get there one day. <laughs> so he was talking about. I'm gonna you know, hold you accountable. The strategic <laughs> advantage of jujitsu. What do you think about this? Is like real quick, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too off subject. No, let's go. But uh, you are. Three people away from anyone in the world you want to meet. What I mean by that is just name somebody that you've always wanted to meet, but you 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 don't think it could happen. I don't think it could happen. Like the stars couldn't align for it. Mm. I don't know. Right? That's hard for that him, I've, man. He's got a, you've got a lot of fucking connections. I've become pretty connected over the past couple. So of you, years, you know so. what I'm about to say is, yeah. like, what, I mean, what about you, man? I don't I don't really have a. I don't know. I'm not starstruck. I'm not starstruck. I'm going to be honest. Oh, like, just somebody. Like my thing is. Not, not about being starstruck, but just somebody you'd like to meet. What if it was Yellow Wolf? I don't really care. His music's good, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who's to say that we'd be able to good talk good? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the thing is, like, I know Jake, right? And here's my, here's my thing on knowing Jake. If I know Jake and Jake knows all these motherfuckers, then in turn, I'm going to meet somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not like who I want to meet, but it's just. The opportunity of who I'm gonna meet, yeah, is kind of cool. Like, like the guy we have coming up. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. The guy we have coming up on the ninth. Mm, oh, um, Caleb Harris. Yeah. So, like, professional bare knuckle boxer. That's like, dope. I love watching I don't, those. Man. I don't know shit about those. Yeah, nah, yeah. I don't know shit about it, dude. I like getting on YouTube and like just watching highlights. I watched the video, but like other than the the knockout clip that I've seen, I've never watched it before in my oh, life. It's one of the sickest seen. ones. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, dropped fucking super fast. But like, just thinking that, okay, we're nine episodes in. Mm-hmm. Already, you, we got a professional bare knuckle box. Like, there's no telling how long it's gonna take. Within a hundred episodes, this dude has. I mean, he could get Alan fucking Alan the Talent Belcher here. That's anytime. right. That's right. I don't care. I'm willing to meet anybody. You know, I'm super, like, welcoming person. So it don't matter to me. I'd agree with that. I don't have anybody in particular. I'd what? like to meet everybody. What about it, Wes? You I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's anybody I've ever thought about, but um, I'm curious as to what your your three people away. So like, Jake is a one. Okay. But let's just say I wanted to meet Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And let's just say I know Jake. Yeah. And then let's just say that. Jake knows Alan Belcher. 
Alan, Alan Belcher probably had some of these Hollywood cats at those OUFC fights that he used to bang in. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that Alan would probably know those guys. And so I'm three people away from someone like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, so you're like my connections to their connections to their That's connections right. you're three, to them. You're three away from anyone in the right. world. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Alan doesn't know Matthew McConaughey, I'm pretty sure. But I'm just, That's the deal right. he said. He said yeah. somebody I'm, I'm just, at one of those old school fights right, probably right, right. knows him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Dan, like he knows Dan White and Dan White. Right. You know what I mean? Something like that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I feel you for sure. I think that um I think that uh and speaking about like bare knuckle uh boxing. I don't know like, if I was supposed to say that dude, or not, was I? Snatch Caleb Harris will be here on the night. Well no, he's not gonna be here on the night. Oh he's not now? Yeah, so now you shouldn't have said that. Oh okay. No, because I'm gonna be out of town that weekend. Fuck. Well I just fucked that up. No, yep. he didn't. It'll, so it'll, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, he I'm will talk not to be to here get him on, on the night. But now he will not be on the on, on the night. Yeah. But uh like one of my favorite nice movies know, huh? is with Brad Pitt. Y'all ever seen the movie Snatch? Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, is that movie not dope? It's good, yeah. yeah. That movie is just dope. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a quality ass movie. Yeah. Good ass movie, man. Um Okay, but Billy Bob Thornton. I would like to have a conversation with that guy. Okay. So you do have somebody you want to uh, not really, but I just watched fucking Bad Santa I, One I and Two the other day. And he is just so fucking funny to me. He's not even my favorite. He's not my favorite by a long shot, but all the different aspects I've seen him in, he's pretty good. Last fucking one. I'm asking. I'm asking if we want to take a shot. Dude, That's why he's saying last you're one. You're gonna be unsick. I know. Yeah. Next gonna, week. It's gonna cure you, man. Uh, hey, look, man. I want to change. I want to change topics. Y'all down to change topics? You, yeah. Yeah. You never did finish your thing. I interrupted you. Did you want to finish that? About you what? Forgot. I forgot what, what was. Okay. Cool. Of. Uh, was just talking about. Uh, damn, I forgot too. Change topics, but dude. It, no, it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna change topics. It's okay. I, I may. I may go back and finish it later, but. I want to I want to bring something up that's happening right now, and this is a much less serious note. But did y'all know? I like it. Did y'all know that right now in the real world that there's a new gaming console coming out? A fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken Chicken Fry. The Kentucky console. Fried Chicken console KFC is coming out with a new console, and part of that console. What the? Fuck? It's true. It's true. It's true. Look it up. Look it up. Part of that console. They ain't just selling Kentucky Fried Chicken no more. No, it comes dude. with. Check it out. We're gonna do this shot real quick. I'm gonna tell you about the Kentucky Fried Chicken console. If you don't know about the Kentucky Fried Chicken console, check it out. If y'all got Rock Band, I'll get one. Bro, I love playing that shit. Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> is coming out with a new console. Ooh, that's strong. That I love it. <laughs> check it out. It comes with a chicken warmer. You can warm your chicken. In your console while you play video games. I wonder what kind of video games, man. Is this I'm, thinking, like? I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like all that same Xbox and PlayStation. It's like $1,000 for yeah, the console. It says that it's... Um, <clears throat> so I can cook my chicken while platform. You can't, you can't platform. cook it. You can't cook Just it. Just warming it. You can keep it warm. It's gonna be, So you, you can play dope. Assassin's Creed or GTA Imagine or whatever. This. That's it's pretty like, badass. Is it? It's crazy. <laughs> I want to sit in on the fucking board meeting where this shit was pitched. Okay. With yeah, this I'd love guy. to be a fly on that wall. Yeah, well, this guy just comes in. He's like, guys, I got this fucking idea. Hear me out. Okay. Y'all Sounds hit. like some bullshit I'd come up with. Huh? Yeah. That's one of those meetings when the intern spiked the punch bowl for bro, the meeting. Bro, bro. <laughs> He's like, I'm finna fuck all of them up. They're just like, dude. They, they, <laughs> well put. Not, not just with alcohol, bro. They put some shit in that fucking punch bowl. Yeah, there's some a lot roofling. of Or somebody who's supposed yeah. to get fired. And, and they're like, you, you, you got to come oh, up with dude. something. No, somebody's finna get fired. They're like, you got to come up with a fucking groundbreaking idea. Like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? All right, guys, check it out. Check it out. All right, everybody listen to me. All right, here's what we're going to do. 
Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. Y'all check it out. All right. We're going to come up with this fucking Kentucky Fried Cons. That's what it's called, KF Console. Kentucky, Kentucky Fried, fried Console. Console. Cuz they're not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. It's just KFC is the name, but still. Oh, is that real? Yeah, they don't they're, they're not they're, their name is no longer Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're not holding themselves to just chicken. Kentucky. Alone. Well, they're, right, they're just KFC. But they're like, check it out, guys. We're going to come up with the Kentucky Fried Console, the KF Console, and check it out, check it out. Guys, get this, get this. Not only are we going to have games, but part of your gaming console, you're going to have a fucking chicken warmer on your console. That's legit, too. Think about it. You know how that passed. The the head of that meeting, before the meeting, was about 11 o'clock, and he went and smoked a fat one. He come in, and they they submitted that idea to him, and he's like, check this out. You had to be high as fuck. (laughs) You (laughs) got to be high as fuck to think that's a good idea. Imagine that idea on, like, Shark Tank. Dude. You know, oh, they would throw your ass in the dirt immediately. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, yeah, <laughs> you this, fucking idiot. I'm not spending my money so on this. This is so crazy. It's like, dude, lay off the high sheets, all right? Look. Seriously. I know you like eating chicken and playing video games, but the two aren't. You don't have to make it. Like, what's next? Mountain Dew going to come out of a console? Next, let's just what? think about the obesity level of, you know, of video <laughs> gamers after <laughs> this. So check this They're out. They're already pretty dude, fat. You know what I'm the, saying, but goddamn, you can always get fatter. I think it's about. My 1,000-pound fucking video gamer. It's either 2030 or 2040. I want to say it's 2040. That 80% of America will be obese. Dude, you know what's fucking crazy on a well, separate It didn't note. take me but to 2021. 2020. That, are you obese? You, te- you know, I'm technically obese. I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah if, you know, go by, if you go by BMI. If you go yeah. by motherfucking. If I go by my BMI, I'm obese. That's some stupid shit. I'm just telling you what it's it just, is. It's just height. I'm 6'3 and, and 240, type. dog. Two, yeah, 35. but 240 of. I'm looking at you. It's like 240 of solid, chiseled, fucking. Gang I'm just, gang muscle. I'm just sexy. I'm just telling you <laughs> that according to my BMI, I'm a full homo. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. that. But so check it out. It. All right, I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> You're gonna get a KF console. Fuck yeah, dude. Is that true? Can I play it? No. You want to do it after well, your jujitsu fucking tournament? Maybe. I'm just gonna, just gonna <laughs> cut me down at the knees right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go ahead and stick you to your fucking stick you to your plans there, bro. Oh, oh, thank man. you. I'm not gonna buy one now. Thank you. KF console, bro. I'm looking out for you, dog. Dude, could is you... Is there some nostalgia involved with that? Because think about this. It's like, you remember as a kid, like, you could go to, like, these fast food places and even, like, a Ben & Jerry's <laughs> and, like, there's an arcade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they trying to, like, make that I don't in know. the home? I don't, I don't know. Because, you know, like, a lot of people, like, and I understand that you can still go to an arcade, but a lot of people have, like, those personal arcade machines, like, in their man cave. Yeah, that's just yeah. dumb. You think it's dumb? You don't like it? Nah, dumb good, not dumb bad. Did uh, they show a picture of that the console? Dumb. Yeah, it looks like yeah, a bucket of chicken. Oh, yeah, that shit's crazy, dog. It For looks, real. It looks exactly it's a like square a box, isn't it? No, it's, it's a fucking. It looks like a bucket. Oh, I thought it was a square box. Is what I'm, I've seen on CNN. Y'all play video games too? I do a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really play video games anymore. It's like I'm not opposed to it. I just don't have time for it. It I goes back play, to that, you know, success is like. I only play if one I'm gonna, game. There's 24 hours in a day, and I've got so much I want to get done. I'm not I, doing it. I'm okay. playing that, video games. That was my, yeah, it looks like a bucket of chicken. Check it out. There it is. Holy crap, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's the thing I've seen. Yeah. Dude, that is isn't. It's pretty fucking cool looking. It looks like a Keurig. <laughs> it does kind of yeah. look like a Keurig, yeah. And I guess that's the chicken warmer in the front. It is. It is. That is insane. But no, I actually agree with you. I started playing video games again during uh, quarantine. Because I, sh- I shut my gym down. Oh, I love video games. Like, I'm not hating on you if you're like a gamer. but it's I'm not. Like, I'm not a gamer. Yeah. But I have, I have like a couple games that I play to death. Like I'm playing Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. I was right about now. to say, what are the go-tos? Yeah, for me, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. Mine's neither one of those right now. Really? Yeah. Caleb got me into this game, and I just can't quit fucking playing it. It's called Apex Legends. It's a first-person shooter. Yeah, I like that game. You played it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fought with that. So that's the only game I play now. 
I have to. I tell you something that I've that I've like learned. One two in the battle pass already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I've had. I don't know what that hearted. means. But something I've had to learn about myself is uh, I can't play video games in the morning. No. Mm-mm. What the fuck you saying? I can't play video games in the morning. Why is that? Uh, I get depressed and I won't do shit the rest of my day. I can't play video. I can only play video games <laughs> when I'm going to bed. I can't watch TV in the morning. What do y'all think about, like, you know, when we were growing up, is like our parents would always pitch, it's like you're wasting your life playing these video games. And, like, even, like, us as parents now would probably try to preach that. But then you have these kids who can get on and play these Fortnite competitions and win a million fucking dollars. Right. You're talking, all right, so, like, I think that preaching. I've tried to pre- pitch this before. I think that preaching that. Um, and I, we don't have to get on that soapbox. No, I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it, actually. Like, I think esports is a thing, though. You know, you making get fucking it in that is, is probably about as hard as making it in football or basketball, especially now, because every, every kid's trying to do that shit. I agree with that. I don't like playing like Call of Duty and all these online games now because there's just like these 12 year old kids just get like, you take one step and get shot in the damn head and you're like what the fuck even happened i got yeah. called trash by a six-year-old last monday i don't know <laughs> wait till that six-year-old year starts downing you and your mom about how bad you suck that's what i'm talking that's about what he was doing that's yeah. what i'm talking about like six years old like you fucking suck and you're trash and why are you on my team and i don't even play on my i own. bet you're ugly it's like yeah i'm ugly motherfucker but i beat you up you little six-year-old fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, for now so here's what a lot of people don't understand all right so like if you're gonna make it a lot of kids are doing twitch now a lot of people are doing Twitch. A lot of people are doing like, like they're trying to make it like to get people to watch them play video games or whatever. Oh, that's what, real. It's like OnlyFans, but but not video porn. games. Dude, yeah. my brother said there's there's certain streamers on Twitch, certain streamers on Twitch making thirty k a week, bro. I believe that's it. real. A Here, week. And these Twitch, like, uh, what was the other one? The uh, the other streaming service got shut down, but like. If, yeah, I was if on you, that. If your Twitch can get enough views, Twitch will make a contract with you to be. Only on Twitch. Huh. Yeah. It's just like, like Joe, Joe Rogan and Spotify. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Here's I look what, forward to be only on Spotify. One here's day. what people don't uh, don't get, okay? Those people that are making hella money on Twitch or whatever are working their fucking ass off. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're, they're consistent. They're doing content. Cause they're playing where they don't fucking feel like. I promise you, these people on Twitch don't always feel like getting on a plane when they're supposed to because it's a job now. Let me tell you something from somebody who turned their favorite hobby in the world into their career. When you do that shit, it ruins it for you. Not ruins it, but it like it it turns it into turns it into a, a job. job. Yeah, it quit being fun and it turned into yeah. work. Like because I didn't train for a year, pretty much. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Were you training at that time? Yeah, uh, Wes. Yeah, there was a year there. I had I needed hip surgery. And, dude, I love, when I started my gym, I love doing jujitsu and doing MMA and striking more than anything on this fucking planet, right? I loved fighting. I loved martial arts. I loved jujitsu. I love that shit more than anything in the world. And then I turned that shit into my, like, livelihood. And it fucking ruined it. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely hated training for a while. Did, did all of it ruin, or specific, like, I know, I, I know you've talked about how um, teaching kids is tough. Yeah, did that play a major role in it, or did all of it just together collectively? All of it. All of it. Yep, all of it. Because it wasn't fun for me anymore. Yeah, yep, it wasn't fun. It it like something about having to do something for me, like being forced to do something, makes something not fun for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When when you have to do it, it's yep. different. It's well, kind of like I've always heard if if like if you have fun at it, it's not a job. Right. You're doing what you love. 
But who the fuck loves to do something that you have to do right. every You day? have to learn to do that. You have to learn to love it. Learn, Yeah, absolutely. You have to learn. And I love teaching. Like right now, I love teaching jujitsu. I don't love teaching kids all the time. Sometimes I do. I love, I love teaching kids, certain dude. kids. It's okay. I, mean, I love some kids. Kids are fucks. I love some kids. They're little fuckheads. I've got a couple kids. Honestly, if it wasn't for them, I may like stop teaching kids completely. But I've got a couple kids in my class, like little Robert and Wyatt. Special. who are Dude, they're just fucking special. Like, <laughs> Don't say it. Like I don't, mean, I don't mean like, and I've got some kids, man. They feel like they really, honestly feel like my family. Yeah, oh, yeah. and, I, and I tr- I've got some kids I've trained that are my family, like, like, you know, like Casey and Gray, who are my nephews. Who like I get to work with them. My daughter and my son take classes, so obviously they're my family. Um, then I've got like Robert and Wyatt. I won't teach my son's class. Robert's been here a long time too, huh? since he was four, and he's ten now. Oh wow! So I've been training Robert for six years. And you think, um, I'm like his MMA. So his parents will call me his MMA dad. That's what I was gonna say. You're like his jujitsu dad. That's yeah, cool. I'm his. I'm his jujitsu father, and <laughs> that that's what his parents call me. They call me his jujitsu dad. You're like Darth Vader. This dog. is the way Yoda. Yeah, and dude, I love that kid. Like Wyatt, Robert, like Destin, like kids have been with me for a long time. I think about like Dustin and Leslie's kid, Jax. He's been here for a while. Yeah, Jax has been here for a while. But I, you know, I didn't teach all Jax classes. But yeah, Jax is yeah. I've, got, I've gotten really close with him, and Le, you know, Leslie works here, so I've gotten close with them. Um, Did Jack ever come back? No, Jack never came. I've got a lot of kids, man. And I'll be honest with you, one of the hardest things for me, dang man, is like the Jack situation. That's Jack, depressing as fuck. Trent. These kids that man, I just Trent. get so involved with, and they're Trent's just, gone. Yeah, Trent's been gone for a long time. Really? Yeah. I mean, did they move or just no? Nah, just pa- parents just got burned out. Not parents, nothing. They got burned out. Yeah, kid the kids got burned out. Gets got into different things. A lot of times, like in their teen years, get they get puberty. into girls. They get into dri- They start driving a car. Drugs. Check this out. Is, I don't uh, think rock and roll. I've been, <laughs> I've been coaching like uh, I coach basketball, baseball. And, that last uh, shot did me in, guys. Saw me too. I'm wide open I now. Do, I could do one more. Do I could do possibly do one more. Not right now. It's going to burn I, my vocals. I, I'll do one week. I don't know if my vocals can handle but, uh, it. But <laughs> don't you have another Christmas to go to when you leave here? Yeah, it's my best friend. One of my best friends. Whatever, oh, okay. dog. You'll be so, uh, so you have Christmas you'll be, you'll be good, Christmas. We'll be good in limber. Huh? Oh, how far are me and you away from you coming to my Christmas? Yeah. On a best friend level. I feel like we're good. Fuck that. How far are we from being Christmas? We're already there. I was actually going to say. I didn't catch an invite at all. That's because I didn't do a Christmas for everybody. You don't like me anymore? I was actually going to say a while ago when we got to talking about the the success part, the conversation we was on, like how you, you, uh, the people you hang around. And that was one of the reasons I come to the gyms because I, I, I feel like I'm getting so close with everybody here. Trying right. to kick it with and your boys. Well, it becomes family. I, yeah, it does. That's, that's exactly right. These folks here are, y- y'all are the closest friends. Well, Some of my closest friends. Absolutely. This podcast so, yeah. might sound like we're super tight, but how I'm close sorry, are we to fucking around once a week, once a month, something like that? We you know? do fuck around once a week on the no, podcast. I'm talking about once I'm not here. Oh, I got you. That's yeah, I tried I'm trying to keep it. That's why I tried to holler at you. said I was going to be in your neighborhood tomorrow. I know, but I got to work, man. I got to work. That's all right. I just had to ask. I would call off just to kick it with you, but I'm out of vacation. I couldn't kick it long. It'd be like 15 minutes tops. Yeah, that's a waste of vacation day. Man, if you're going to do it, go on. Put me in. I'm not forcing you to. I know you're not forcing you. But check this out. Last one. Before I lose my train of thought, it's like, man, especially when I was down in Mobile, we coached soccer. Did it for three seasons, and like I had this little redheaded shit his name was ryan like in mobile <laughs> or like sarah land well this would actually be grand bay okay wait you, you fuck with that yeah i fuck with that i've been around <laughs> just so you know i used to travel for a living when you were at burkhalter burkhalter rigging shout yeah. out brooke burkhalter here we again. go i probably done it already once a shot but, uh, i'm gonna do a shot Ooh, that went down good that was a little smooth i'm good and limber that's good but uh no more for me though man it was his uh 
I said three. It was my first practice. I talked to Brooke yesterday, by the way. First time I'd ever coached soccer. Mm-hmm. I was learning the game myself, and then I was teaching these uh, six, seven, eight-year-olds about soccer. Yeah. Which is a paradox. I think Communist it goes What you know about it? Communist sport. Mm-hmm. I hate I, soccer. I agree with that. Yeah. But um, For I used to make fun of soccer and how ironic it would be that I would coach it. But uh, after practice was over, and I was just trying to gauge the kids and get to know them, it's like that's one thing I, 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 I'll – I don't like telling kids that they're special or they're talented or they're good. I like asking kids questions. Is uh, so, man? Like, what do you think about your batting stance? Or you know, if I'm thinking baseball, and it's like, if it's like you bat in soccer, I don't know shit about soccer. So no, but just, just like I'm not from Mexico. But uh, that's so funny. <laughs> but like, just different. You know, shit's like, not you, really you, funny when you say it's funny and don't laugh. But anyway, go ahead. I think it's funny, but I can't laugh at it because I sound racist. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing about it now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, baseball, it's batting stance. It's like let's work, let's let's think about footwork, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, but after practice was over, I was just uh, getting a gauge on all the kids and like, all right, guys, uh, closing out. Uh, questions, thoughts, poetry, anything. Poetry. And uh, r- little redheaded shit raises his hand. Little Ryan. To be or not to be. Oh yeah, that is. The he question. gave me some Shakespearean. <laughs> hey, coach, I don't. I think you should stop eating McDonald's. Oh my god! god. I like, Ryan, I just met you, but I like you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Never had that happen. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man, that's fucking rough. It was crazy. It's Jake like, would be dude, would, at, at that time, I wasn't even like. I'm big as I've ever been. I'm like I'm not even that big now. I'm like two twelve. But you're uh, only two twelve. Might no be fan. more than that. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't said it. Might be more than that. But I'll tell you about my weight. How tall are you? Six one. Yeah, I figured. Damn, you six one, dog. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to reweigh, dog. I feel like you're bigger than two twelve. No offense. Probably so. I don't mean. I, I just figured you're, pro- you're close to my weight. Two thirty. That's what I am. Two thirty five. Two thirty. But uh, two forty. I was. I, that I was about one ninety. Damn. When he told me that, like he was to lay off the McDonald's. Yeah. But he was spitting the truth. But he was spitting. Bruh. I can I can appreciate it. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> nah, man, that's the good and thing so about kids, I, man. I told, kids don't I told lie. that story to like because we we didn't do like we didn't do like a draft like the, yeah. they just inadvertently put kids on like teams. Did you make yeah. him run sprints? No, I kicked goals until he. So for the them. rest the the following two seasons, I had that kid on my team every time, and dude, it was like that was a dope relationship that i had with it because he would always be like giving me shit Damn. but it's it's like that bullshit like your son telling you bullshit oh yeah it's that kind of <laughs> shit you know yeah so that's funny as fuck, i'll be honest kid. with you fuck man him, like man. i get fuck my kid the hardest thing about like doing this for a He's living special for me, though and t- <laughs> teaching kids that fucking kobayashi he could probably beat kobayashi and eating hot dogs or something the fuck are you talking about Tell us your kid being a yeah, fat little Yeah, a little hungry motherfucker. <laughs> Is he fat or hungry? Those are different things, man. Both. He's like a little you. He eats all the time. It's so funny because I hang out with his kids, and it's like he got Zoe, who looks just like his wife, and, and his son, who looks just like him. A glass. And uh, <laughs> she, he started a little more like, more like Taylor, though, to me. Both, I hope both of them look like Taylor. I think I think your son God, looks like you. I'm when he was little, you. he really looked like you. Motherfucker look like me. They're going to be ugly. Motherfucker look like her. They're going to be pretty. You ain't that ugly. but I'm, I, She's prettier than me. She's definitely pretty. Than you, I mean, no offense. Hey, but, you know. It, anyway, but the hardest thing for me, winning, and this this is one of the reasons winning. I quit. I quit training uh, for Success. a year, other than just That's because right. of my hip. Was because uh, when people quit training, they come in and cancel. It's like losing a fucking family member. Like heartbreaking. 
it, dude, I'm so fucking heartbroken when Jack just, quit training, when Trent quit training, when Kevin, Brahim moved. Like, all right, so we went through this year back in 2015 where literally Kevin, Brahim, Bob, Carmine, all like the inner team of Relentless right. all left. The inner circle all moved away. Right. And, I, and it became like a job to me. That shit makes I had that's to. sad to me, man. Yeah, it was like, that was one, of hardest, relationship. was one of the hardest years of my life. Like, and 2020, I'll be honest with you, has been similar because with COVID, we, we lost a whole bunch of people. And, you know, Hannah quit. And we had, like, a bunch of people leave. And then, you know, like I've had, like, a turnover of employees. So, like, I have basically all new employees now. I have Mo and, and Diane, who are both basically brand new. And Mo's been here for a few months. but And so, like, we're having to retrain everybody. And, like, dude, I get so close to people. Well, you, and the thing about that, Jake, is like, it's almost like I don't know him yet. It's He's almost like a complete culture change because yeah. you lost like the the in the cur- the what, culture what, the gym, what yeah. made the culture right. It was the people, dude. Exactly. And, see, and you, you have to and you have I'm to so, rebuild and recreate. I'm so people is, oriented, like family dude. though. You yeah. had no Bob and Carmine and Kevin, like even me. I don't even train. I fought with a little side. Like I've I've. I've recorded a lot of podcasts on Porch Talk. I think we had did like five episodes out of this room for Porch Talk. Right. I'm and saying, like, but I don't Most of those guys, guys I, with the exception of Jake, they ain't even here no more, dog. Yeah. So I feel that. Oh, so you did Kevin and all them guys? No, no. he did them. Oh, oh. This was, this, he did, me, we were in this building before okay. I met Alan. That I'm just saying, like, look, Kevin, Brahim, yeah. uh, John Cody, Carmine, Carmine. I don't know John Cody that well, but. Kevin like was a Bob, big one for me. Kevin Bob, was a big one for me. Like, Bob like, was in my fantasy football league. Yeah. And fucking Kevin. I met Kevin when I met That's a new kind of relationship, by the way, to be in a fantasy league. I've never done it. I've, I've done fun. it three times. But, like, it's dude, it, it's it's one of those things. It's it. a very cohesive thing. Yeah. It's like, we got this fantasy league, dog. I, don't, I just oh, yeah. don't handle that loss well. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I yeah. That's like Taylor. Like, Taylor made the playoffs this year. There's only four people out of 12 made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. She lost. She didn't make it to the Super Bowl. She's like, fuck, I'm not playing next year. I'm like, bitch, I didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Get over yourself. Like, stop. Losing is natural. Right. Losing happens. You got to lose. Motherfuckers just got to fucking accept you gotta it. Lose. You got to lose. You can't win if, I mean, if you, you can't win for lose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't play, you can't fucking win. You know, think about, like, what we say, goats in every sport. You want to say Michael Jordan or if you want to say LeBron. Lost. Lost. All the motherfuckers have mm-hmm. lost at some point. Tiger Woods, dude, no, didn't Tiger did, ain't never lost shit. Didn't uh, didn't Except his didn't Michael Jordan mind. get cut from his fucking junior high football? Yeah, team? exactly. That's right. crazy. Like motherfucker wasn't even allowed to play got in cut. junior high. Got he cut. was studying. Got he had cut. to. I mean, check this out though. It's like each of us sitting here. We've had people in our lives. Maybe it was a teacher in high school, <clears> or maybe it was a family member that told us that we would never go mount to shit. Bro, I've had so many people tell me that. Like, I still don't think I've amounted to shit. I've had a couple people tell me that. I think but I'm you're like, shit. I'm like, I've, I, I've, I have succeeded, uh, whatever the fucking word is, ex- excelled, yeah. whatever the fuck. Grocery bo- uh, baggers, right? Like, that was me, though. I put that on myself. But, like, my job really don't define what I do. But the, the relationships that I've made along the way. Oh, it's everything. Right? Like, it's everything. Because yep. because I don't I don't base my job as, like, my success. That's, that's the weird thing about me. Y'all are talking about success. Like I'm that old motherfucker already. You know that old motherfucker who's spitting wisdom at motherfuckers. Like, like, all right, <laughs> oh, you right. might you might be here right now, but if you do this, this, and that, you could be there. Like I believe in you. I don't believe in me as much as I believe in you. So, you could be ten steps ahead of where I am now. Mm-hmm. 
because I think you got that much potential and and a good head on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like like I've met kids with twenty one years old where I was fucking smoking crack. Not really everybody, but meth. Nah, I never did no drugs. This is all a you, facade. I do you know about the last episode we did? It's a facade. You ain't hear me? No, oh, you see you were lying. Yeah, I was just talking shit. But not really. <laughs> He's shaking his head, no. I'm just don't be like me, people. One of these days like we're gonna have video anyway. in here and you're not gonna be able to escape that. That's good. Yeah. That's what I want. I'm practicing. But anyway, so I, te- I tell a kid, man, like, all right, you're 20. <laughs> this motherfucker practice. You're 20. Man, I'll be honest with you, like, coming off that last episode that we did and, like, introducing people to the Man Up podcast is like, dude, like, I Wes is like this voice of truth. He's like the. He uh, don't talk much, but when he yeah, talks, it he, matters. Yeah. It's like, when you're talking, shut you, the fuck up. When you hear Wes's voice, he's about to drop Listen, something. this fucking knowledge. It, Tyler's a. He's so fucking crazy. He just fucking talks. <laughs> but I'm serious, though. Yeah. I talk with these young guys, and I'm like, okay, like 21 years old, you're smarter than me. You already have a family. You're already here, where it took me fucking 30 years to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, by the time you get where I'm at, you could be all the way in a fucking corner booth. You know what I'm saying? At the top, with the window, yeah. looking down you, you know what's fucked up, though? Real talk. It could have been me. You're only 33. I, I'm not mad. Like no, I'm no, not no, done. No, I'm not, talking, I'm not I'm done. Saying. Like like, like but your my future. My head didn't get my head didn't get lined up until I was fucking probably 27, 28 years nah, old. No, you was younger. You was younger now because no, you was working I, at Burke I was working, but I was fucking up too. Yeah, but you wasn't fucking up when we was hanging out. We started hanging out. Yes, I was, I was. on the road. Dude, really, on the road, I was fucking up bad. Uh, okay, I'm gonna just be honest with you. Like my homeboys were younger than me. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. Like with y'all, y'all kind of, y'all were the fucking thing that kept my train on the tracks. Mm-hmm. Y'all were, y'all were like, yeah, y'all was crazy as a motherfucker, but at the same time, you I also, I ain't fuck with that You bullshit. were also anchored. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were anchored and you just like, you held me down, but then I leave y'all and some shit would pop off for a few weeks or a month, whatever. Now I come back home and it's like, oh, yeah, I ain't doing that with these boys. These actually, they're like really good dudes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to lose my actual homeboys. Like, I don't fuck with them other people now. Yeah. But who am I here fucking with now? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, you didn't fuck with me for like a year, though. Two Damn, years. Damn, that's fucked up. That's bullshit. I mean, but we uh, didn't fuck with each other for a year. How about that? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I mean, actually, it's, it's, probably actually my fault. It's, not like, it's not like I didn't fuck with you. Let's just say it for what it is. We just didn't hang out. Right. But let me ask you this. Is like when y'all got back together, did you pick up where you lived? Oh, oh, yeah. We off. still homeboys. Like, we like, didn't break up. Like, what I'm, no. That's, that's the thing about it. It's like it's okay not to see your friend for an extended period of time. Well, I could not see Jake for 10 years. But if he called me and say, hey, up. man, I'm broke down on the side of the it's road. It's all about being 82. able to pick up. Yeah. I drive to 82 right now and pick your ass up. I don't go for sure. Oh, yeah, no 100. fucking doubt about it. Where you're at, I'm coming. Yeah. I tell you, I, I've been struggling this year because, like, um, I've gotten into like investing in the wrong people, like not necessarily the wrong people, but like like learning to deal with loss and like not hanging with your homeboys no more. You know, like me and Kanye don't fuck with each other no more. Kanye ain't never been one to be around though. I mean, he was, but he was like in and out. He, in and out. Though. He was gotta, a little bit in and out. But you got to accept the fact that that's the way he was. Right, man. but ain't no end no more. There's not. There's no end anymore. I'd love to get him on the show. I've talked to him about coming on the show. What does he say? He says he wants to do it, but you know he ain't gonna do it. I mean, motherfucking just schedule that shit. Yeah, I probably need to. But, like, you know, that's my that's that was my motherfucking brother. I viewed Canyon. He same, is our motherfucking brother. Right. He, that was my mother, I, I viewed him like I would have done anything for that motherfucker. Absolutely. Like, I'd have burnt bridges. I'd have fucking, I'd have, I'd have fucked somebody. I'd have killed somebody. Motherfucker. If he said the yes. word. Because for a long time before you came around, it was just me, Joe, and Canyon. 
And like me and Joe, that's my motherfucking brother. I don't know how I got in there, man. I you guess just ended like up I in just there. said, I'm like I'm a likable person. Yeah. And I fell in with the right group. But like it ain't before it that was. motherfucker right there could have done like I'd have done anything in the world for that motherfucker. And like me and him not hanging out anymore is like one of the hardest things happening to me in my whole yeah, life. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, like honestly. Like, like I try to text him or call him if he don't, I don't even think he got the same fucking number. I don't no, he, have he his just got number. a new number, yeah. But I don't have it. But that that kind of sucks. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like who who do you give your first fucking number to? Your right. new number? That's your motherfucking family. Not me. Your homeboy. I ain't yeah. had it. I don't know how long he's had it, but Not if you're long. hearing this motherfucker, you could let somebody know something, yeah. bitch. <laughs> but... Yep. Not bitches that I can that, but that your go, ass just for the record. But that goes back to that goes back to like that goes back to what I was saying before. Full like the reason I, I quit back I quit training and I kind of just I just lost, lost my luster because the reason I train is not because I want to be a world champion anymore. There was a time that was the case. The reason I train is not because I want to compete, even though I do love to compete. The reason I train is for the family. The reason I train is for the connection. Um goes back to what we said in the very beginning of the episode when j cole said like what's the point of first class and my homies can't sit but yeah but how you gonna get there if you don't fucking try well i mean oh for sure but what i'm saying is like i hit this i hit this depression back in 2015 because <laughs> you know i got married not that not that getting married should make you depressed i got oh, married yeah. and had a oh, kid yeah. that changes everything it does change things for sure it but does I, I got married and I'm had on a the kid other side of that tunnel dude divorce you know no, yes. right, right, things and, and that change, it changes yeah. everything. It changes things again. Yeah, never, never right. will be the I same. didn't know you'd ever been divorced. That's yeah, right. he brought that up. Yeah, that's right. We, I accidentally you talk about pulled that. his wife up on Facebook. One Did time. you? You was here, huh? She like Oriental of some sort. That's that's true. Yeah, dude, I, I can't. You don't remember see, that? I can't see her on social media. I'm blocked. Nah, man, you're blocked. Picture, that's y'all weird. Too. In pictures together on your fucking profile. That's true. You can't take that shit from me. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you can't. You can't take that back. It's mine. Yeah, dude. I get, but I, I get, don't delete pictures. And shit, I get so know? butthurt. Why? Man. Why? You know, it's it, history. It's, it's a moment. It's, it's a, history. It's, it's there. Yeah. It happened. It happened. History is recordable, and you're not allowed to take it back. That's yeah. right. Why delete it? It's one thing you don't get a redo on, right? That's yeah, right. For sure. For sure. Can't redo history. But the thing, the thing about it is, man, I get so butthurt when people leave and shit, especially people that like were in the family people that like i let in my fucking circle and because i'm so like dogmatically like loyal to the people that are in my life you are. um i'm i've become very 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 particular about the people i let into my circle but you know man them people are still them people are still like tribe you know what i mean yeah for sure dude like, i'll tell you right now they might have left but they still fucking tribe cause if if one of my home like if kevin right now were to call and he listens to the podcast so he'll hear this if he were to call me right now, I was like, "Cause like I got this issue, I got some. I need you to drop to Georgia right now, help me out with some shit, motherfucker. You better believe I'm about to put some miles on my truck." Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Right. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, once like, you're in my tribe, now if you if you betray that, or if you do some shit to leave the tribe, or if, like you don't want to be in, like you know what I mean, like that's different. But there's only like w- with the idea of the tribe is like I got the same mentality, but there's there's only two things that'll get you thrown out of my tribe. Is if you're a liar or if you're a thief. But like, what if they purposely don't want to fuck with you no more? Well, that's a great way to get out the door. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, because I've had some people in my tribe. Yeah, I've had had people walk out on me too, you know. Right. I've had a lot of shady shit happen to me as far as that goes. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I've also had a lot of motherfuckers who are. That's why I'm so, I'm so. so like, I'm so like protective of my circle like so if we if we just don't speak i take don't speak because we're good yeah you know what i mean i feel right. you 
Right. Like if if nothing's bad happened, then we're good. I just but I, you do some bullshit on yeah. the sly, fuck you. Mm. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I I you might think we're good I, just because I, I ain't said nothing. Yeah, we ain't good. I see both sides of it. To me, like I don't know, man. Like like because life is all about relationships, and my circle's so small. I don't take like for me not speaking and not being cool <laughs> with somebody. Like for me not speaking at all for an extended period of time, like that's tough for me because like. My circle's so small. Right. Like, I've only got a few key friends. You know, I don't have, like... But like, you know the time... I'm kind of a local celebrity, and so a lot of people think that I've got all these fucking friends. Yeah, you got a star over there on uh, Main Street. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, you, honestly, you know what made me a local celebrity? is not my fighting and shit. It's my motherfucking ads. Me spending oh, money sure. on, my, on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram ads. Like, I just... A lot of people talk about those ads. Dude, I get up. stopped every day. When I'm in town, if I go to Walmart shit, I get stopped all the time. I go you going to put me back shit. in some ads, man? You just do that shit. I put you in videos. I put you in the ads. When are you going to put me in an ad? I mean, whenever. That shit feels like, weird, don't it? You go what? from looking like man, this. I was, I was eating in a restaurant. <laughs> That's weird to say in 2020. But it was like... Uh, <laughs> What's that? I want to say it was like Obie's over in Starville. Uh-huh. I was just sitting there having a meal, and I saw this, this dude. He was just eyeballing me like the whole time. And like... Immediately, I guess he worked up the court, courage and he walked over there. He's like, you, Alan? I said, uh, yeah, dude. He's like, porch talk. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I seen your stuff, yeah. Bro, I get stopped. I was I like, mean, that, but that was so you, surreal to me. What do you say to that, though? Like, appreciate it, homie, or like, what? It's it's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. Well, I'm just saying, like, motherfucker, uh, are you, Alan? Yeah. <laughs> I seen porch talk. All right. <laughs> cool i mean do you like <laughs> sit there and you talk to him like 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 again like here's another thing i i heard george carlin say the other day george carlin says damn poet and he didn't know it <laughs> george carlin says that motherfucker says he fucking took pictures with every fan stopped to that talk to every to, yeah. yeah stopped to talk to every person that'd be crazy that wanted you just think about how fucking famous george carlin that's, was that's yeah. legacy. he was just saying yeah. like if if like my fame means nothing without my fans. Right. So I want every fucking fan that I interact with to have a good fucking experience. So like, that's right. If you're walking down the street and fucking you meet George Carlin, and you're like, hey, fucking George, you know, like, what's up? And he's gonna stop and talk to you, like, yeah. That's oh wow. Because dude, I'll be honest. Because me, if a motherfucker came to me, hey, uh, ain't you that stupid motherfucker on the Man Up podcast? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dude, is that cool? What's terrible yeah. about me is I'm so fucking and because because I've gotten this mindset, I've changed so much over the years of like this small circle mentality because like I've I've so fuck everybody else, right? Yeah, I've gotten this mindset of fuck everybody else. If you're yeah, if exactly. you ain't one of my day ones, if you're not one of my boys for years, man, fuck you, dude. I ain't trying to fucking talk to you. But that's not time, right. You can't do this shit. It's not right. Yeah. yeah, and I even like, dude. I have people come. I had a dude come in the gym a while back. I don't know if you hear that's not this happened. This dude, like when he first saw me, like staggered. He was like grabbed his fucking chest and was like, "Oh my god, dude!" Starstruck. Yeah, he was starstruck. He was like, "Dude, I've been watching your career since you like first started. I've been like watching your fight." And dude, I'm not even a big name. Who is and, Jake fucking Reeves? That's what In I the grand like, scheme dude. of things, I'm just right? talking shit. But who? What the fuck? Right. He was like, "Dude, dude, I, I starstruck." Quit. He was like, "I quit watching MMA when you quit fighting." I mean, it is cool. That shit's you know, crazy. I, I mean, mean, like, you could be for somebody's favorite. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. High fives for you. That, that's a fan. You know, yeah. that's a fan. That's a for fan. sure. I'll tell you something, man. If you want to make it in this world, real talk, okay. And there was a musician who said this. I don't remember who it was. Like, right. you don't have to become a rock star. You need one thousand dedicated fans. That's Van right. Hagar. That's right. That's right. Who? 
He's right. It's uh, Hagar. Hagar. Yeah, yeah. You need a thousand dedicated fans. And so like when you start getting into when you start getting into like, all right, I wanna I wanna make it, I wanna get it, I wanna start a podcast, I wanna start a, a whatever. Okay. If you can get a thousand people Mm-hmm. That are, are into you and love your brand and motherfucker, you can't tell me in the United States of America or in the fucking world, there's not a thousand people that aren't going to connect with you. Like they're out oh, there, you yeah. got to f- fucking figure out how to connect with those people. But there's a th- dude, and so like if let's say you start up, and this was something that Brandon McCatherine was saying at his at his talk, right? He's the one who actually told me that fucking quote. But let's say you sell fucking jujitsu yeah. instructionals online. All right. It's not about being. I mean, the I make <laughs> ASMR videos. That's with right. Web, you that's know? right. I'm that's trying right. to buy that shit too. <laughs> I'm trying. I've been looking for it because I'm gonna <laughs> buy that shit. I just ain't got that dark web down. <laughs> he he pickles and potato chips because that's right, one at a time. But like, if you got a thousand dedicated fans, right, and you Christ. sell, let's say, instructional jujitsu videos online, or you sell, like, because that's what I talked to him about. I was like, man, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Everything that I've learned, I learned from somebody else. I ain't make shit up. Why the fuck would somebody pay me to teach them how to do jujitsu? Dog, with, nobody with has fucking made shit up in the last fucking. T- Hundred years. That's probably. not. Oh, you talk like an original idea. Yeah, I'm just well, you, saying, you man. Come like, on, you know, daily Heva guard and shit like All that. Right, you know I'm on some mean? bullshit, but still, like, in the last ten years. No, it's jujitsu. Nah. Jujitsu's fluid. There's there's some new shit. I'm just saying, but, man. You know but, what I'm saying? Like, history is known to repeat itself. But I mean, why said, not brand that this, shit? This is what fucking was crazy. Brand was like, man, I've nothing I've ever taught. Uh, I made up. Yeah. Somebody else taught me that shit. I was like, right, man. Because I, like, I feel like why would somebody pay me when they could pay? They could go buy John Donahue DVD. Why would somebody pay me for a DVD or an instructional when they could pay Gordon Ryan? It's like it's not about yeah. what you're charging. A, How are you doing it's it? It's not even about what you're charging. That is a, a part of it. But it's not even. It's like, do they connect with you? That's what I'm saying. Do like, they how like are the you doing it you versus teach? how he's doing so it? So if you have a thousand dedicated fans, you think about it. Like, all right, if I got a thousand dedicated fans and I'm teaching and I'm and I'm selling an instructional, you can charge whatever. what you want. All right, if I got a thousand dedicated fans, they all give me ten dollars a month. You could charge them twenty. Think about it, it's ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's but you could charge them twenty. All right, right, but twenty. Okay, that's two hundred forty thousand. I'm just month. saying, if they're so, going to come to you, no matter what, you can. Well, there's nobody based the market you, price. No on. matter what, but all right. Well, let's say all right. If I'm vibing with you over anybody else, I'm paying for you over anybody. I feel else. that, but all right. So let's say I'm charging. I got an online instructional, whatever, and I'm paying ten dollars a month. I got a thousand dollars. It's all about the connection, dog. I'm making one hundred twenty thousand dollars a month online passive. That's a bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, let's say I'm, I'm charging twenty. All right, bet. Now I'm making two hundred forty thousand dollars a month. Right, but that's all that goes. I was training a guy one day, right, and a guy was training him the day before. He said, "I don't understand shit he's saying, but you speak my language." Yeah, everybody, everybody kind of talks their own right? language and shit. I speak your language. That that was really the reason for the Man Up podcast. If I'm being honest with y'all, it was so that like, all right, it's about I have branding. A, right? I have a very exactly. I have a very like again? branding. It's about branding, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. personal branding. Right. I have a very specific like personality yeah. and like way of doing things. It's different than really anybody else. I'm kind of brash. I'm a little bit of an asshole. Um, but I have my own kind of way of doing things, and not everybody's gonna vibe with it. Do mine. The Man Up podcast is all about like finding people that do vibe with that, that do connect with that. You know what That's I'm right. saying? That's right. And so for me. I'm all I'm looking into my next stage beyond just owning a local gym and, <laughs> and doing shit just here in Columbus because here in Columbus, all right, I've got a certain amount of people. I've got 320 clients here in Columbus that pay me so much a month. Um, that's fine, but for me, it's all about that next stage. Okay, what, what's the next? What's the next level? Yeah, man. I mean, I think so what about you're this. next level. We got to find you wherever you're yeah. at. Do the next episode. Well, move it. Coming back here. You no, know, it's it's a thing I'll like right this. Here. It's like instead of just Columbus, why not the county of Lowndes? You know, why not the uh, why whole not, country? Why not, why, why not, with why the, not internet. the state of Mississippi? Why not the country? Why not the world? Right. You know? With the internet, you can do it. Oh, you're doing some Dr. Evil type shit now, huh? That's right. I'm going to let y'all for have it for a minute. For one million dollars. 
Are you going to piss? Yeah, I got to piss. Let me come watch. All right, bet. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, you remember talking about a while ago when you was talking about Guitar Hero? Yeah. Do you ever watch South Park? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when Cartman and all them had they, Guitar they Hero? Ruined, they ruined me, man. Did they? When they were playing and all you could hear was... <laughs> never just playing the shit out of guitar. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! That, <laughs> and they were man, trying to beat the damn the damn scores. Yeah, you know, like South Park and like Family Guy and those shows. It's like I want to I want to own those seasons and like be able to show my nephew when he's like, you know, twenty twenty five years old. It's like, look at how damn snarky and how correct this was about a culture that you never yeah. saw exist because South Park makes fun of everybody. Everybody. Have you ever watched any of their movies? Yes. Like the guy, um, like basketball and fucking. Uh, it's good stuff. Oh it, hell yeah! They like, always kill it. Yeah, that one though with guitar. That ultimately, I thought about when you said guitar here. I was like fucking South Park. That's it. <laughs> and the first thing I thought of was the damn guitar. Oh, you and every there I was like, well, here, let me play this song. That's it. <laughs> and that's all you could hear because. <laughs> that's just it, man. Yeah. Totally. It's, uh, Oh shit, that's funny. But yeah, when they came out and made that joke about gingers not having souls, yeah, <laughs> dude, that that was that was like a never-ending joke in high school. Really? Because of that, I'm telling you, like the cultural impact of South Park is unbelievable. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Especially like to that to that age group is like middle and high school is like, especially if it has that. We ain't supposed to be watching this. Our parents told us not to. But, uh, they cover everything. If there's anything that's on the line of being vulgar or... Mm. It's not uh, PC. Yeah, they they're, cover They're it not all. afraid. No. And they don't get in trouble somehow. I think that's the thing about honesty. Is yeah. um, I might not agree with you, with everything that you say, but if I think and see that you're an honest person, yeah, even if I don't agree with you, I can respect it. Right. And if you're a comedian... I can laugh at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta find the humor in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Woo. I'm back. That's why they call me Slim Shady, y'all. Slim Shady. What, where we at? On, where we at? We were talking about like South Park. Oh, I got you. Me and Tyler just crossed streams in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, sword fight. back childhood memories. That's yeah. We just did a sword fight in the bathroom. I got something for y'all. It's like a stepbrother. Can we talk about good. that? Step Brothers, you know oh man, that's my favorite. One of my favorite movies. Is that not? That's one of the most quotable movies of all time. Dude. Just to stay oh, on this pop culture riff. What are y'all talking about? It's like uh, Step Brothers. Matter oh fact, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna call him Dad. Matter of fact, <laughs> the, week, the week before you were here, yeah, <laughs> we were pouring things. I, I just out of the blue, I just asked Jake. I said, make sure mine says Nighthawk. <laughs> that's right. You gotta call me Dragon. Fuck yeah, I'm I mean, not, I fucking love yeah, that it. Yeah, it was like with the shot glass thing. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I remember y'all talking about well, that. So what's your name, bro? <laughs> but there's What's no your fucking nickname, bro? <laughs> Not Hawk and Dragon are taking. No, I'm asking this uh, guy. It's on my back. Fire. Fire. That's right. That's right. It's on his back. Cause that's what I spit. I don't even remember what mine was, man. Straight that's how fucked up. Fucking. No, we had talked about uh, mine was some bullshit, like Mighty Muffin or some gay shit. Mighty that's Muffin. What the sick. fuck? I don't know. But are you the type that gives a nickname to yourself? I did that. No, nah, I'm not. I but at that, that day, yeah, everybody gave. What do you think about like show. a fighter's nickname? Is that like the gym gives it to him, or does he make it up? I, I got mine from the announcer to fight. So like, um, I got that motherfucker look like Superman. I was uh, I was fighting here in Columbus back in 2009, and motherfucker came out looking like Clark Kent. I guess I look like Clark Kent. I don't know, even though I'm blonde and fucking fair, white fair, ass, whatever. goddamn motherfucking <laughs> ass. I, I don't get it. <laughs> But they were like, uh, they were like, Jake, 
Superman breeze. It flows yeah. together, dog. I didn't. It I didn't. does. Well, you know, if you think about it, think about like the famous Superman from back in the day, Christopher Reeve, Christopher Walken, Christopher Reeve. I mean, yeah, yeah. wheelchair guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. Wish, that good piss fucking did me dude, in. If man. Christopher Walk is listening, please do a Superman. Dude, the tequila <laughs> is finding the Tyler that I was that looking fucking, for. That fucking Superman, he'd be like, oh. Is this your Christopher Walken impersonation? You're doing? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> if we take one more shot, Tyler's going to I don't be even in. know any bad we're guys just, on We're two hours Superman. in right now, so we, we, we got time for another shot. Lex Luthor, say it again, and yep. I'll smash you in the face with a soldering <laughs> iron. <laughs> That's yeah, all I got. It's, it's not all. a good Christopher Walken. No, it's person. bad. Yeah. I told you it was bad. It's, it's, just, it's Tyler Prime. I can't get it either, though. I where did uh, I don't have did, a New York accent, man? He's New Yorkian. Where did Snake Belly come from? I don't know. For don't Richie? that mean you're yeah, yelling? For Richie? No, he he was he just snake he belly. had them little abs and he looked like a little snake, a little skinny motherfucker, and so I don't know. He likes it. Yeah. He likes it though. He uses it. No, he didn't use it. I used it. Well, but every time he's on like a personal video or Instagram, he's like. It's, it's your boy Richie Snake Belly Gathings. <laughs> oh, for real? I ain't even seen that shit. <laughs> oh, she's done like 10 times. Damn. I need to watch his fucking videos. Snake Belly, more, dog. Snake I don't even know belly. where that came from. They started calling that shit before his first That's fight. That's crazy. That's a silly yeah. ass name. They can have so many like nuances. It's like if the I think Snake, snake belly. belly, I would think Yella, you know, out to that old west. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yella. Oh, I don't know, bitch. Brother. He ain't yellow. Nah, he ain't yellow. No, I know, I know, he, I know. And he, he can fight. <laughs> he's actually. I wouldn't fold him. Yeah, he's he, special. He yeah, he he honestly is one of the more special people I've trained. I hope he's not listening. He's been this. here a long fucking time. I started. He's fourteen when I started training. How old is he now? Twenty. Now like that you're that. twenty, you're a bitch, Richie. Fuck you. I love you. I like Richie. I like Richie. You know, I like been, him I've a lot. Like the past several weeks, you know, like you're saying, he's always got his own style. And he's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But when he asked about two weeks ago, when he actually started listening to you on how far to fucking flare the ankles on and rotating hips and all that shit, I could see it was sticking his, with him. His striking is starting to pick up. He throw elbows he's, like John. He's Allen? fucking good. He will be really good. He's good now, but he will be really good if he'll stick yeah. with it. He throw if, elbows. I mean, he can't in sparring. Spinning elbows. I mean, not in sparring. Why? Because you'll fuck somebody up. Fuck you can't that. throw elbows in sparring. Stop being bitches. Let them just take it. I mean, it. you're just going to cut motherfuckers up and walk. Just take it. training. I'm not going to do that. Just deal with it. What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> like, you told just me just it. show up and not be a bitch today. So I'm like wondering like. I mean, I'm going to show up. I just, I'm just not trying to make people catch elbows. Just let motherfuckers catch Richie's elbow. All right. I want to see one video. You send me a I video. I caught an elbow from Richie one time. How was it? It broke my nose. Did it feel like a helicopter? We were on uh, landing Alabama Street. And he fucking elbowed me. It was in rolling though, grappling. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to throw an elbow. So yeah, a spinning he, elbow from the top would probably well, feel like a hell. I went to take him down, and he turned around and like tried to ninja out of it and somersaulted out. Oh uh, yeah. He did he get out? Fuck yeah, he did. After the elbow, he fucking slam my fucking his elbow in my nose. Hey man, whatever works. Yeah. All right. I guess so. So if you're fighting a bear and you got to fucking bite him in the dick, I mean, right, oh, whatever fair works. Love and war. That's right. All right, man. Well, look, I think it's time to it's time to wrap this thing on up. We about, we uh we're gonna get out of here, man. It was great to have Alan Aldridge back on for the part two. Thank y'all. Thank you. Of your coming on with the episode, we'll have you back on in the future for sure, man. Yeah, I'm just yeah. getting warm though. Let's start over. You want to go ahead and just do part three do right now? <laughs> yeah. Go over two more hours on another episode. Might as well. We what might, time is we it? might we're do that? Talk to get like horse. Man, um, might as well. But we're gonna cut this one short right I'm now. I'm not drinking we, anymore though. We might ahead. We might go ahead and go ahead and start part three right now, but. I we appreciate y'all listening. Like we're Here's what I want y'all to do, man. If you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, you've enjoyed our content, I want y'all to do me a favor. I want y'all to leave us a review. Give us those five stars or whatever you think we deserve, whatever. But I want y'all to leave us a review. 
subscribe uh, that yep. really is everything it's the algorithm right yeah absolutely you, it's like youtube or facebook or anything else yep. if you can get the likes and the shares and the reviews subscribe. guys please do that if yep. you think he's doing a good job what about the subscribe that, that don't matter my, yeah well, subscription so, doesn't matter as much as a review oh that's true getting it to new people yeah okay for, for new people to find it subscribe but also give us that give us that <laughs> review man uh, that's what helps us get, get this out for more people to listen to it review 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 yeah, um y'all yeah. do that because when you pull up the podcast app like if he gets enough he goes to the top it'll, it'll be one of the first things you see when you pull the app up for yeah. like a suggested that's why we should change it to they don't think it'd be like it is but it do but it do but it do podcast and that <laughs> motherfucker be at the top because it'll be the only one because the other guy's dead yeah <laughs> all right food for thought tell, cool and tell me why because they I don't, don't think it'd be like it is but it do facts all right yeah so yeah you give us a review guys i appreciate y'all so much for listening to the man of podcast we will see y'all on the next episode holla holla Peace. holla